This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This week on Those Conspiracy Guys, we look into claims that there are deep underground and undersea military bases, or DUMS for short. These are scatters in a network across the world, and the existent uses and contents of which are still unconfirmed. But there are sensational claims of alien species such as greys and reptilian dracos operating interstellar agendas from the facilities. Furthermore, there may even be agendas between governments and alien species pertaining to abductions and human and animal testings and experimentations. One of the main proponents of this theory is the late Phil Schneider, a geologist and engineer who was an expert in demolitions and explosives, who apparently worked on many of these bases buried deep inside the earth. His first-hand experience excavating these domes on behalf of the US government led him to a confrontation with extraterrestrial biological entities, and he was one of the very few surviving witnesses of the so-called Dulce Wars, a 1979 firefight between the US military and a swarm of seven-foot-tall grey aliens. So join us, co-conspirators, as we explore the claims and speculation of an underground military base in Dulce, New Mexico, and discuss the top security clearance players responsible for leaking this potentially world-changing information and the mysterious circumstances shrouding their tragic demise that usually follow the endeavours of a government whistleblower. This week, on those conspiracy guys, Dums and Dulce, the Ballad of Phil Schneider. Welcome, ladles and jelly spoons. This week's episode, Dums and Dulcy, uh, a dumb deep underground military base or deep underwater, undersea military base. The U is uh, universal. Universal. It, it also sounds for a deep universal military yeah. base. Yeah. Uh, it is the, the sad, sad ballad of, of Phil Schneider. Of Phil Schneider, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it later on. Yeah. A, a famous cat in the uh, expo tour of... of UFOologists. Yeah, there, there's actually a lot of tragic figures uh, in this one. People who died under mysterious circumstances or been driven mad, um, mm. which we'll be looking into in a minute. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of sadness here. Yeah, a lot of sadness. As you'd expect, any any time we do something connected to secret government laboratories, there's always a bit of sadness around. Always a bit of sadness. Yeah. Yeah. It's that nine to five grind. <laughs> gets you down. The rat race. 
With giant radioactive rats racing in laser cars. And they're not unionized, so they don't have a lot of rights, which I think must, you know, it'll get to you. And I mean, if you have to be at work at nine, but it takes like, what, 25 minutes to get to level seven of the underground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? You're late again, John Cena. Like, of course I'm fucking late. <laughs> it's a 40 minute elevator right down here. Like, yeah. You get in there, they just immediately give you some vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about, this is a, a supposed deep underground military base, a dumb, as we'll refer to them from now on. Uh, so it's like a giant office block upside down in the earth. Yeah, if you've ever played Resident Evil or seen the movies or anything, uh, yeah. if you know what a raccoon city is, this is what we're talking about. It's a giant underground facility housing... Oh, what would you hide under the ground? Far, far under the ground. Uh, All no. sorts of stuff. I that's guess. that's, that's funny. I was actually today. thinking that Resi 2 when... At the end of it, Leon goes under the ground and he's fighting like the naked zombies and stuff before they fight. And he finds Ada and everyone down there. Yeah, funny that you thought that. Pesky naked zombies. Ah, uh, it's it's funny actually because <clears throat> we're talking about dumbs and essentially how they're constructed. So obviously, uh, contemporary times you're using explosives, and this mm. this would have been kind of what Phil Snyder's area of expertise was. But in a Derinkuyu, there's an underground city. So Derinkuyu is in Turkey, and this was a. Uh, it would have been built, they presume, kind of 7 or 8 BC. But essentially, it's it's a huge, huge uh, underground... I mean, it's not a base, because I assume they didn't have them back then, but it's yeah. just a huge underground dwelling. But uh, it's a depth of approximately 60 meters, and apparently it was large enough to shelter about 20,000 people, and that includes food stores and livestock. And uh, it's the largest excavated underground city in Turkey. Um, in Turkey. In Turkey. So that, must, just Turkey. that must be more. There's a few different ones of these. Now, obviously, we're not just going to talk about historical how undergrounds. Old, how old is that Turkish Oh, that's like a, it was created, they assume, 7 to 8 BC. Jesus so, Christ. No, way before him. Yeah, yeah, way before him. <laughs> way before him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah a decade like, before him. That's, uh, that's, that's serious. Like, it, it's crazy, yeah. A thousand years ago. Yeah, and it's actually... To make an underground city. Yeah. So what was going on 2,000 years ago? Well, like, I was always thinking... Fuck this ground living shit. I'm going to go live in a cave. Like. But you do kind of wonder, like, because back then, like, there's nothing really to do. It's like, you're not really, I, I don't know, doing the grind yeah. 95 when it's... Well, know, the, the grind being, like, I have to have food so I won't die, and I have to not have mm, my family. Yeah, but well, you but wonder, is there a system of people, disease, like, like this king's just kind of, or whatever is in charge, is just like, here, I just feel like building this ridiculous yeah. underground base. Well, that's like, if you've been walled into a cave for 10,000 years by an ice age... You go dig. You go dig yourself out a, a nice solarium and a, yeah. you know some well, solar maybe, rooms. And maybe it's like a, a, an inverted pyramid, like in the Valley of the Kings, where Tutankhamun's tomb was found. That was like a whole big pyramid dug into the side of like it's a river, like a dead riverbed or whatever. And they have these like eroded walls. So there's like a, basically like a, a mountain. They dug a pyramid in the side of a mountain before they went and built a pyramid with all the the big blocks and the limestone yeah. capstones. They carved it out. Like they carved one out of a huge, a huge mountain. Like how hard would that be to do by hand? Mm, yeah, two yeah. thousand years ago, and for what reason? And at what point? If this was like they assume was created seven or eight BC, like is that when it started, or is that you know yeah. like it would take what you'd easily imagine that could take hundreds of years if you're a well, lot of about chisels. twenty twenty thousand people. Like that's, <clears throat> that's a lot of it. Mm, yeah, that's a lot of pee and poop, ladies and gentlemen, to be having to get rid of every day. Yeah. And we're talking about, so people liked living underground. They could build it, like, 2,000 years ago, they could build these things. Yeah. Uh, 50 years ago, with the technology then, 
they could probably build some pretty spectacular things. 50 years ago, with the secret technology they had, they could probably build incredible yeah. facilities yeah. under the ground. Well, you can you can see. I mean, if you just check in some of the engineering companies out, because obviously there are underground things. It's not like, you know, so you need uh, engineering companies who can, you know, excavate uh, these areas and actually construct whatever it is that you're going to have underground. So some of the um, companies responsible for it or involved with it would be like Robbins Engineering, uh, Morrison and Knudsen, uh, be another engineering company. And you can see those kind of giant um, excavating. They're kind of like these huge cylinders that basically turn. Yeah, the boring. Uh, yeah, it's, so it's kind of like the thing from um, Turtles. Recall. I was going to say Turtles. Oh, you know, Bebop yeah. and Rocksteady and they yeah. used to come up in their little drill. Um, yeah. But yeah, similar kind of stuff. But obviously we need those because they're, you know, subways are underground. Yeah. A lot of things are underground and are there. Yeah, military bases housing aliens underground. Yeah, I mean, if you Google giant subterranean bore, you'll see photos of United States Air Force labeled giant bores for, I mean, what did the Air Force need giant bores again? I assume to drill out giant military bases. What else would they really do? Yeah, drill out giant underground airports. Could be that. Yeah. Taking the planes off underground and then flying them. Up through holes. Up through holes in the yeah. earth. There's, Man, there's a lot Batman, of there's a lot of um, sinkholes recently coming up all over the US, mm. where it's like there was one that was. Uh, I, I see if I can try and find it again to put it up on the website. Uh, where there was a football field in a, an American college, and the whole, <laughs> the half the field like fell away like it did in, in, in Batman, Batman. Yeah. and the whole thing is just like a massive sinkhole. So one minute it was like a foot wide and it was like oh there's a hole in the ground and then the next thing flip the whole thing all fell in yeah. could it be because there's some excavation the going on deep 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 on the ground with all yeah. of these well tunnels, like, my, things, yeah. <clears throat> the town my girlfriend's from in Germany it was a mining town so they have like a a mining museum that we would have visited but apparently they were telling me that there are a lot of places where sinkholes will just kind of open up or yeah. yeah because it's it was obviously that's how the town made its living way back in the day um, and structurally it's weak so obviously there's going to be places where the ground just collapses so you're making giant like you can't just remove a shitload of earth and expect you know the upper reaches of it to not move about well a bit supported. well yeah, they're yeah. indefinitely I'm sure like some yeah. support structure and stuff is there well I'm sure there is yeah but it's obviously not as good as just proper solid earth yeah, you, know yeah. I mean? yeah. you know what I mean that's pure bedrock you can't get yeah, more ground than ground yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the like the, the reason for building these kind of facilities and they're long rumoured these domes all over America you're talking about like uh, Los Alamos National Laboratories there's possibly one under there Area 51 of course there's one yeah, under there called S4 yeah. uh, in Virginia they have the um, the missile silos and stuff that are all supposed mm. to be underneath it that were exposed in the 90s with John Price and the Psychic Spies program if you can, if you ever watched that movie The Men of Stare Goats oh, it was like yeah, a Psychic yeah. Spies program where one of the tests was that <clears throat> Uh, he had to astrally project his consciousness and give the tester some information that there was no way he could have got without being an astral projectionist or whatever. So he flew his mind into another room. Yeah, yeah, in the the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia, underneath the thing, and he he went in and he along these corridors and he kind of flew his mind into this high up corporal or general or lance corporal's office and read out the name. 
And your man goes, how did you know that name? He's like, well, because I was... In the room? I was there with my brain. <laughs> and uh, they did it for, for the Russians as well. There's like massive ex-Soviet bases in the Ural Mountains. They're all hollowed out and they have like missile silos and stuff to, to fire from there. And obviously every good super villain has like... Yeah. A, Underground, and, yeah, underground yeah. and a lot of superheroes. Yeah. And, and Batman's and, got his like back cave, and Superman's got the Fortress of Solitude. It's like an Arctic dome. Yeah, as a work of a newly designed kind of a thing. Yeah, and of course, uh, Julian Assange has his Australian mountain servers mm. all tucked away. Yeah. It's the done thing. If you can hollow out a giant existing natural geological structure. Sure, why not? Well, it'll be a thing where, like, we won't really be able to live out here, like, walking around under, yeah. the, under the... Hobbits were mad the as well. Sky, like, yeah, know, they love that kind of jazz. Um, as did the orcs. Orcs were always underground, making, like, big orcs. Or mm. in, in H.G. Wells, the time machine, what were they called? The... I don't remember. Morguls and the... No, what were they? Oh, yeah, the uh, the kind of the, the wild people. Yeah, there was, the like, future. these beautiful, blonde, like, Aryan people that lived yeah. above. And then whenever they were made the siren, they were like... They'd all queue up to go underground and be eaten. Was it Mumbles? Mm. No, Samantha Mumba, you're thinking of. And her brother. Yeah. Or Omero. Oh, he had a bad music career. For Omero Mumba. Was that his name? Omero. Omero. Nice name. <laughs> George A. Omero. And um, <laughs> the X-Men had those underground sewer dwellers who were sort of... Oh, the Morlocks. Yeah. The Morlocks, that's right. That's yeah. what they're called in H.G. Wells. The really? Morlocks. Oh, Morlocks. Ah. There you go. See? Someone got something from somewhere. <laughs> Come yeah, on, man. Stan Lee. You're better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Robin H.G. Wells. Yeah. So these underground bases, like, they're all over the world. They all have different, mm. like, purposes. They have different Aces. contents. They're all, and they're all, of course, only speculated. <laughs> well, yeah. Nothing confirmed. Them, Why would you confirm a secret base? Some of them are... are there's a few. There's yeah. a few that uh, there's just too much stuff there on the surface. There's not something on the yeah. ground. I'd be very surprised if there was no secret bases. Yeah, at all. Anywhere. There's a, yeah. Of, there's a whole lot of waste of ground that you're having hollowed out. Yeah, you? exactly. Exactly. But there, like I was saying, there will be a time when we can't live out here. It'll be like twelve monkeys, and we're all going to be underground, <laughs> sheltering from like a nuclear winter, with well, like slightly know, deranged con- condition, air conditioned air, and you know, purified water and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and. The zombies sure, clawing outside trying yeah, to get in. I'm yeah. sure there was a reason that those guys in Turkey built an underground city big, big enough to hold 20,000 people. Like, what You'd fuck, imagine, yeah. What was going on outside that they were like, yeah, yeah. fuck outside. I only live by the Black Sea in God's living room window here. Mm. And everything is perfect. The weather is perfect. It's all good. I just have a whole lot of people that are coming and trying to attack my fertile crescent. So I'll come up let's and chill out every now and then. live underground. Yeah. Like, you know? Makes mm. sense. So the question is, why why Dulce, uh, or Dulce, or Dulce? Well, this is the specific Dulce. place we're going to be talking about in this episode. It's mm. Dulce, New Mexico. So yeah, why 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 this? What's place? so special about that place? Yeah. Why all the speculation? Why all the the lectures by Phil Schneider and our old friend Al Bielik? Al Bielik, of course. Yeah. Well, it all starts in uh, 1976. You have an officer, Gabe Alvarez, is investigating uh, cattle mutilations. Okay. Of which, uh, if, we, if you don't know about this, this is the a thing that's, that happened over in America through the uh, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, where cat, herds of cattle and, and individual ones would be found with 
reproductive organs missing or uh, parts of their bodies removed and things like that. Some are done with like incredible surgical precision. Some like literally just with a scoop of the others. Inexplicable. Uh, yeah, precision yeah. using laser tools. Yeah, corduroys wounds and things like that, and yeah. they're kind of hard to explain. Yeah, it's, kind either, of it's either like the Jack the Ripper of Middle America, yeah. asshole America, who's yeah. just going around like a bovine serial killer. Yeah, essentially, um, which we don't take as seriously, and I think yeah. we should because milk is delicious and yeah. beef is delicious. Yeah. Cows um, are people too. Yeah, uh, if we're gonna kill him, I'm gonna eat him. So yeah, you know, don't stop cutting the best parts out and taking them away. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, so I mean, it's uh, that's the only thing that I can really imagine is that they're but the reports are kind of too widespread to just have one dude running around. Yeah, they happen all over yeah. certain parts of Midwest America. And so there's a lot of sick people out there that just want to cut up cows. And again, yeah. I suppose it's better they're cutting up cows than people, but yeah. they shouldn't they're cutting not cutting up anything. People. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Maybe it's like the elementary school for serial killers. <laughs> you know the way they always say serial killers start with like animals or whatever? Mm. <laughs> there's just yeah. some, like, a, they a, always a start apprentice small. alien trees. Like, <laughs> I can do it, I swear to God I can do it. Okay, well we start you off with a couple of cows, see how you do, <laughs> see if you can move up. <laughs> oh, oh no. That was a bad <laughs> joke. <Okay>. Oh, wait, <laughs> what? Uh, they came out of nowhere. But yeah, you do want like and then do they get the promotion then? You done really good with the cows, Johnson. So we're gonna Let's kick you up a notch to a fat lady. Is it just <laughs> yeah? It, you got to figure out if it's playing possum or if it's actually dead. <laughs> uh, I've never seen a cow be coy before. A coy cow? Yeah, come and milk me. Oh, Jesus, they have cows. I'll go here and say this. I have no sexual interest in cows, but I will say uh, them and camels have the most beautiful eyes of any species. Human, animal, anything. Cows do have Cow, really nice long to look lasses, into. Yeah. Camels as well, horses as well. Beautiful long lasses and, and, and lovely hazel eyes. And deep eyes, yeah. You know, and just, just gorgeous. I mean, if, yeah. if they say the eyes are the window to the soul, then I can see why the Indians think those things are sacred. Cow soul. Cow soul. Yeah, it makes sense. I've always been afraid of goat's eyes. Oh, everybody is, yeah. Yeah. Those kind of slits with the small circle in the middle. <clears throat> They're like... Oh yeah, yeah they're, they're very. They strange. look like a newt's eyes or something yeah, like rectangular that. Rectangular but they eyes. have yeah. a weird, like they have a rect. But there's like a circle within that ebbs from the like. So there's a line and then like a circle in the middle of the line. If like, you know what I mean? Like like, like some kind of sign. A yeah. half stupid child's yeah. coloring book, just slightly outside the line. It's pretty inside. creepy. And then yeah. maybe that's why they have like everyone associates the goats and horns and hooves with like the devil, devil because you it's know? so it's so alien to us to look into like. A, a square like a rhomboid yeah eyeball. and it has no sort of like a reptilian's eye there's there doesn't seem to be any like you see a cow's eye or a horse's eye and it's like it seems shit. like there's something going on there yeah but you see a goat's eye and it's just like this motherfucker's trying to kill me well, yeah not, not trying but thinking about it he's yeah. definitely he's thinking about it it's like i'm gonna ram the shit out of you and not in the the cool sort of <laughs> yeah way where like we both get off and have, have a few like, cigarettes yeah. afterwards um so these dumbs let's get back to it uh, mm. Like uh, we started off with cattle mutilation. Yeah, we're in Dulce, New Mexico, and uh, in 1976, you have cattle mutilations going on. And and uh, with what always follows with cattle mutilations, you have lots of sightings of UFOs. Yeah. Uh, then what comes along is ufologist Paul Benowitz, who is a, a famous enough, a, a, almost a le- legend, pseudo legend in the uh, UFO <laughs> ufologist community. Yeah. Um, own his own laboratory, a scientific researcher. Uh, and firm believer 
in the the secret UFO alliance with the secret shadow government and uh, you know controlling world powers that work with the alien agendas. And he was working towards like releasing this information to the world. Yeah, in the late seventies, seventy nine, he's he's picking up strange transmissions coming out of uh, parts of New Mexico. He's he's pointing towards Albuquerque. He eventually lands on Dulce, mm. and he's picking up these transmissions coming out from the Archelata Mesa, sort of a rock formation in Dulce, and he believes that they're coming from deep underground. And eventually, supposedly, his his connections and his, his techniques and his equipment is advanced enough that he's he's making full connection and he's intercepting signals from, and information coming out bases. from these underground bases, alien signals. What he's able to determine are alien signals because of the content that are being sent out from the wow. base. And so he was then, able to get like a full, proper representation of what they were sending out. Like it wasn't just like... Yes, to the point where he, he was saying that the alien species appear to be incredibly devious. Really? And underhanded from, from their transmissions that they send out to How was he able different to decipher what they were saying? Who knows? He's a, he's a clever fellow. Yeah, I mean, he's been he, a he, he was a self-made kind of a millionaire sort of story. Um, I believe his company was Tornado Sciences. Um, so he basically had his own, uh, his own company. And what winds up happening to poor old Paul is very strange. He, he basically, he gets in contact with certain members of the government or the military um, and they essentially start like working with him, spoon feeding him sort of strange information. Uh, one of the main proponents of this was a guy called Richard Doty, um, who essentially came out uh, some years later saying that he was it was disinformation. He mm. was, and it, it's it's weird because it's hard to know whether this was kind of a they're trying to sh- throw him off the scent or something, or whether it was legitimately like a couple of lads who just decided they were going to have a laugh with this like, chap. Fuck him up and give him yeah. all the bullshit. Like. Yeah, and I don't know if it was like hiding something else um, because they kind of did well, say... Well, there's always the obfuscation. There's always the like, hey, look over here, you know, like the sleight mm. of hand, like governmental sleight of hand or informational yeah. sleight of hand. But even though because they're just, reg- you know, at the end of the day, they're regular people, I would kind of think that probably once or twice, lads probably just have a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Well, maybe they were they were given the wrong information. They were yeah, just, yeah. It could be. But what winds up happening to the poor guy is he has. Um, I think he has kind of a history with mental health, so he's kind of paranoid delusions, and he winds up getting hospitalized several times. And winds up having full nervous breakdowns, and from what I understand, by the time um, Benowitz got into his seventies. He had kind of calmed down. He was living, you know, sort of a healthier, happier life, but certainly got caught up in all this. And I mean, as mm. as well, it's he, very understandable, like he to, was probably like the closest to blowing the lid off what was actually in that underground. Mm, if, he's, yeah. if he's coming out and going, I'm intercepting signals. I'm deciphering these signals as alien, yeah, or extraterrestrial, and they have a malicious content. Yeah, or not not maybe malicious, but definitely like devious. Was yeah, already used. yeah. So like and certainly, if you're believing that, like he, yeah. So from what I read, that is seems that, that seems pretty incendiary. Yeah, if he's going to come out say to the public, like, okay, I intercepted some shit. This is what they said. They're planning on like pulling in everybody's pants. Yeah, yeah, like, that's devious. But he must have been just having friends turning them. It was uh, a fellow ufologist and uh, lecturer and author, uh, William Moore, who went to a, a MUFON, a mutual UFO network uh, conference in in 1990, and kind of stood up and said. Uh, yeah, I too was working and uh, taking money off the government to feed disinformation and misinformation to, to Benavist uh, in order to just send them down wrong paths and things. 
So he, uh, he basically discredited everything that Benowitz had said. And everything he'd ever said and done by saying, Yeah, but I if know he was this. the agent, that'd be good for him to do. He's just like, Yeah, you know what? I'm finished. Fuck this. Oh, and everything he's. Oh, yeah, he's out of because his mission's over. Well. Yeah, true. Yeah, it can easily be that. Uh, all we know is that this guy had a hard run of it. Yeah, it was real tough time. You see, with these scientific discoveries or any kind of science, like you're kind of standing on the shoulders of giants and anything that you're discovering based on somebody else's work, you're taking their work and it's like universally accepted as proven or true mm-hmm. and then you build some assumptions on top of that. To lead somebody on for 20 years like that and then come out and go, all that stuff he said, bullshit. Like that ruined so many people's life's work. Right? Yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, look at it another way. If there is really a secret government facility and there is really secret agendas and he really was getting onto that trail, he's lucky he didn't just get clipped. Yeah. Yeah. And it's real lucky he didn't get When whacked. we go further into this, you'll see the weird situation. You see, the, the other people aren't so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think what, what what is interesting though, from what I read, I could be wrong about this now, but I think that they, uh, like he had those breakdowns before anyone sort of backtracked and said, I'm, you know, I was just spreading out these lies or whatever. So I wonder, because I know his company got handed over to his family because he was just not in a position to run it anymore, Um, which is very sad. And I wonder, did he maybe have a vulnerable nature? Not not vulnerable, but maybe someone who, say someone who might have taken the acid and not quite come down properly. Like he was predisposed to some sort of... His his life's work was going around looking for UFOs, so he's obviously obviously a bit out there. Do you know what I mean? It's not... It's not... You don't lick that shit up off the ground, like you know, yeah, so yeah. I mean, or maybe you do. That's the problem. Yeah, but well, that, yeah, him, I mean, he, he was a successful ufologist, and he he had lots of photos and lots of first-hand evidence of like tracking them and physically mm. seeing them. Like, he's certainly an educated so man. Maybe, maybe it's you know. one of these things, like this Japanese scientist that that a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago, even like uh, announced cold fusion, and he gave the technology to everybody and went, "Look at free energy, bam." And if I go missing or if I disappear, it's suspicious. Mm. I'm not sick. There's nothing wrong with me. If I fucking go missing, come looking for me because someone's after killing me because I give you this technology. Like, this guy was obviously very famous and he was obviously, you know, like successful and he knew exactly what he was doing. So presumably he had some like fail safes left behind, like kind of an Edward Snowden thing. Like, if I die... There's millions of files that are going to come out and everyone's yeah, going to know everything yeah. I know. I'm holding back a lot of information now, but if I die, yous are all going to get the fucking can. Yeah. So maybe that's the reason why he wasn't clipped, that he was possibly like systematically discredited and systematically yeah. fed with disinformation to, they can't to, just kill to, make him, to make him come to these conclusions that then can be torn down and mm. he like he did it what for 20 years yeah he was oh, working yeah. on bullshit bullshit info like yeah well you do wonder as well like i mean this this is getting into kind of sort of a logistical budgetary issue but if they're paying hitmen to kill people it probably costs x amount of money and at some point where they're just like listen we just not worth it we yeah. can't afford to yeah we can't afford to get this guy we're gonna we're gonna be in serious trouble with the fucking the cia ombudsman or whatever the yeah. thing is like that's what i'm saying he was probably too high profile to clip like yeah and, maybe yeah and the threats of the information that he had so why do you think like they disappeared bradley manning uh, but they haven't got rid of Edward Snowden's because Bradley Manning was just like a, a mook who was yeah. like, I hate the army. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Here's a lot of stuff. Meh. Yeah. And Julian Assange then was clever enough to be able to use it in a certain way. But like, Edward Snowden is the fucking 
He has it out. Yeah, he has has information he hasn't released that is get out of jail free card. Yeah, Yeah, which brings us to the next person in the story, really, who's uh, Thomas Castello, ex well, supposedly ex uh, security guard in the facility, in the Dulcie facility itself. He's he's the next first hand witness. Yeah, by 1980 uh, and onwards. Uh, Benowitz has gone live with his claims about he's discovered something there that there's something deep under the ground that he believes is housing uh, extraterrestrials and that he's he's seen and tracked UFOs coming in and out of the, the actualated mesa there the rock formation uh, and then comes along uh, Thomas Castello a supposed uh, security guard there with level 7 clearance because this facility supposedly has 7 levels going yeah. all the way down uh, and he draws is level uh, 7 the best clearance or the worst It'd be the best. The best. So take us I through. Actually, level level one would be. Oh, but no. they start at one. The, yes, does it? Actually, t- take yeah. us through the the seven levels because they're quite interesting. They are. Yeah, yeah. His diagram is. You can find <laughs> it online. We'll, we'll put it. We'll put the diagram up on the website. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it seems really. I, I was drawing better numbers. diagrams when I was a young child. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> still in all, still in all. I drew this diagram <laughs> in school today for you, mommy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it starts with level one. Uh, there's, if you imagine, it is again. It's very much like the uh, Raccoon City yeah, underground yeah, installation, yeah. in that it's a, a single kind of lift tube, life shaft, and then around it, uh, a kind of a circular honeycombed uh, city yeah. installation. Uh, different floors, and each floor as you go down has more serious and serious security and increasingly weird shit you're going to see and obviously uh, people leave the certain key cards you need to open different rooms through a series of abstract puzzles (laughs) (laughs) you need to to figure out uh, how to get clearance it took me me four and a half hours to get to work today (laughs) why is that it's fucking pushing these statues around for ages and they just couldn't find where they were going (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, according to uh, Castello's diagram, uh, floor one, as you'd expect, security and communications. Yeah, uh, the, straight away, the, can't get past the lobby. Yeah, the lobby essentially. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, those like electronic kind of a what do you call those things that you have in all uh, tube stations and subways? Oh, oh the, the turnstiles. Turnstiles. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I was thinking like those electronic saloon doors, but I don't want to say that because I sound like a moron. <laughs> they must have like a, sh- a small help desk down there. Yeah, do they there have, must like, be. Yeah, some yeah. Kind of weird three-titted alien. Hello, level one clearance. <laughs> yeah, there's like some three-titted aliens doing her like nail polish or something all different colors. Oh, like the coffee aliens, yeah. and Men in Black or something. Hey, how you doing? Wait, who are you looking for? Yeah, and they have a little standard level brochures four. saying things to do in Albuquerque. Yeah. yeah, for the weekend. Yeah, uh, that's how you say that, right? You would, but you would have you'd, you'd have a whole logistics team. Really. Look, we're trying to get our engineer to to, to New Mexico later today, but we, we've got to stop off in in Juarez, and we can't get both cows. So, which one is the highest priority cow? Yeah. <laughs> like, but you would like you would have certain logistical you problems, have logistical yeah, yeah. issues like that. And like, I would fucking love to work there. Yeah, surely, sure, like, surely that'd be. Like the that'll be the aliens doing that, being like, you'd imagine. So maybe there's a better. Sorry, I can't be two places at once, man. Okay, I'm bringing back some others. What else do you want? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I work nine to five, Monday to Friday. This mandatory overtime is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I work nine to five, sleep to the lop. That's it. Anyway, what do you so, think I am? A blarnack? <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Some kind of blarnack over here? They've had me working like a fucking blarnack all <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> I thought we were going to tell back the racism. No. It's interstellar racism. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's okay then, isn't it? 
Allegedly. We just committed an interstellar hate crime. But that's fine. No. Yeah. Look. Uh, where were we? Oh, we're on uh, level two of the, level of, uh, two. of the Dulcie base. So I've level gi- two. I've given this company my life essence. My green my blood. green blood. <laughs> and my mucoid discharge. No, plus went no, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, where we? Oh, yeah, uh, level two, human staff housing. Now, if you're paying attention, clearly you'll notice I said human staff housing, yes. suggesting things get strange as we get out on the floors. We're on floor three. Uh, we're at the executive offices and laboratories. Again, human laboratories. Uh, this is where certain testing and whatnot go on. So, on level two with the human staff housing, is that like? Cleaners. I would ima- I would imagine it to be. A bit like the police academy movies where they have guys in their training and stuff like. Oh, you mean like uh, like uh, alien rooms. panty raids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> like dorm rooms and stuff like that. Alien panty they're raids. Having, like, they're having like yeah. eight arm pillow fights and stuff. Yeah, but I wonder. Like, I don't know what. Like, that's where that's where you, you often see the slender man like standing outside, just waiting for you know some some coeds to come out. And just yeah, start, like hey. <laughs> like the the link we put up to the. What should we call it? The prank, where there's just like two clearly hooker-looking women coming up to the Slenderman oh, yeah. by the end of it. And um, <clears throat> that is, yeah, that is. I wonder, like, like if you saw an alien, like from another planet, or obviously an alien from another planet, and she was like hot in whatever way, and there was the human quarters, all the guys are staring in the bunks or whatever. You will be like talking about how you wanted to bang the alien, like you'd be like, like and try it on with security. Yeah, in Star Trek, there was two kind of sexual revelations in my <laughs> life from watching Star Trek. The first one was when I saw in all Star Trek when Captain Kirk is is like fucking a rainbow of awesomely breasted, super hot alien birds, and I was just like, "Yeah, man." I mean, <laughs> yeah, get it. If yeah. it's got somewhere to put it, put it in that. Place. Put it in that. Yeah. And then for years I was thinking like, yeah, like she's got boobs, she's got a bum, arms and legs, her genitals are probably quite similar to, like yeah. as a young child, not really knowing like how the whole thing really worked. Like yeah. that, that does it go in? Do you just, what, like, what do you do? Like All female genitalia is a mystery. Yeah. Mm. But then and I'm sure the alien ones are just as mysterious. <laughs> then you go and watch like the Star Trek 4 and James Kirk is fighting a guy, like this monster thing in some prison. And then he kicks him in the knee. And, and that's where I'm like, oh, yeah. <sighs> says, why is he doing that? And then Bones comes along and says, well, Jim, not everybody keeps their genitals in the same place. And I was just like, oh, my God. What about all those alien women? How long did it take to find where you're supposed to put it? Yeah. And you'd have to have some sort of, like, dis- disclosure. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're like, you're courting and you're getting off and you would just be like, listen... Before this goes any further, I don't want to make an absolute ham sandwich of myself and just leave me hand dangling in your crotch when your vagina is clearly on your belly. So let's just <laughs> let's just have a chat about this and see what's going on. I think I think yeah, like as Doug Stanhope said, you know, people like to say sex is very intimate, but uh, it's not. And people wouldn't ask those questions. They wouldn't try to figure it out before. As he said, it's much more intimate. Does this look infected to you? Is a way like the level of intimacy you need to ask that question versus uh, riding. Yeah. So, so if you're having, just... have you had sex with an alien species? Ring in uh, to the number we don't have, or just yeah. send us an email, a yeah. Facebook. Let us know if you've Twitter. ever, if you're a Brazilian farmer, you've ever had sex with a hot alien. Yeah. Where did you put it? How did it happen? Was it any good? What did it smell like after? Would you do oh. it again? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't ask that question. That's, yeah. It's the first thing I think is I'm a, I'm, I'm, 
Where are we now? Well, level, three. <laughs> yeah, level level three. Sorry, level three. We got We're on level fifteen by this point. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, level three. Uh, yeah, executive offices and laboratories. What you expect is there is as we're kind of describing here. Even with a secret government facility that houses aliens, there is some humdrum administration that goes on. There is <laughs> yeah. somebody that like cleans off the water cooler, and there is somebody that re- replenishes the hand sanitizer. Some, yeah, like that's how it is. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody has yeah, to do that. Yeah. Like who? What nationality are those people? Who knows? Yeah. What planet do they come from? Who knows? Yeah. Like sure. not everything's automated. Not every urinal is self-caking. Some things need to get done by a person. Yeah. Although you would imagine if you're down in this like top secret level place where they have sort of crazy uh, maglev trains and everything, yeah. would you have some sort of like self-cleaning ovens and you know like thing like like the microwave in the in the break room cleans itself? Care. Yeah, like yeah. everything just like takes in care in the break itself. room instead of putting all the rubbish in the bins and like wiping all the tabletops and all. They just press that button like they do in species, and they just burn the whole room. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and a new one drops in. No, like like it's all metal surfaces, so anything that's oh, left okay, just yeah. gets incinerated because mm. they just like wipe the whole room. You know? Yeah. Oh, I spilled some milk. Everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody back in again. Yeah. Johnson, did you leave your cornflakes in here again? Well, they're gone. You can buy new cornflakes, idiot. Sorry. We're a Bigfoot Subway sandwich. I bought that yesterday. You know I like Subway non-toast. You know I like this. <laughs> in a honorific turn of fate, he left it on the maglev train. He <laughs> was coming in this morning. His Subway is on the Subway. Um, <laughs> level four. Level four. <laughs> Welcome to level four. Uh, human testing, mind, basically mainly mind testing. So dream testing, uh, hypnosis, Some of our uh, mind control, MP yeah. Elder type of human stuff. Human aura testing. Human aura testing. Okay. Apparently, according so to Thomas Caslo, human aura research and testing was a big part of what Do went on. Do you guys there. know about Carlian photography? No. Carlian photography, it's a camera that when you take a picture of something, it essentially takes a picture of the aura. Now, it's not all fucking crazy rainbows and like, your aura is green. That means that you are choleric. It's nothing yellow would be choleric as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it doesn't mean anything like that. Like if you take a picture of a coin, it will sort of have an imprint around it of the magnetic field of the coin. Like right. it, so basically it can pick up the magnetic It's an energy field. photograph. Like. It is energy, but without even getting too hokey and sort of, um, I don't know. Holistic. Yeah. It's, it's just like everything has an energy field. We know that sharks can sense them and that's how they get like how they yeah they have a thing in their body yeah how the, the, the strings of Lorenzini or something or the web of Lorenzini I believe it's called it's in their snout mm. so if a shark ever comes at you dig him in the snout and uh, be like oh me Lorenzini or release oh, me Lorenzini and bits <laughs> <laughs> you can release an electromagnetic pulse from your brain if possible as well just be oh. like shout fuck off in your mind really really loud and he'll just be like oh Lorenzini yeah and away he'll go yeah where they come out of the water and the guy will just put his hand on the shark's snout and it basically hypnotizes the shark because there's videos on YouTube and shark hypnotizers shark, they like as the, the shark, shark comes up they'll put their hand just over the snout and it messes with the feet I assume it messes with the field and the shark just sort of goes basically real docile and just falls back into the it's water it's like daredevil when you hit Great white shark if Daredevil comes at you and you smash a bell really hard or a big gong, yeah, and he his his it uh, fucks up his uh, his his sensor, world his sonic world his wow. fifth sense because he yeah. lost his sight. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he's no superhero. So, yeah, what's, yeah. what's this Karnak drill or Kabbalah? 
Photograph. <laughs> oh, the car- <laughs> <laughs> like curly and photography. There you go. So yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. If you just check out, <clears throat> like you know, we can't put up every image for you on the website. If you just go into Google, K I R L I A N, Carlian photography. Can't spell photography. You're on your own. I'll help you with Carlian. Granted, that's not a normal word. But couldn't you get like the one of the three stooges' artwork? One of his famous exhibitions, you know, Curly and Tucky. Oh, oh, come on. That's not so bad. Little What's orphan. on level five, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of a little orphan Annie's there. Yeah. Curly it's a hard night life. So, with this Curly and photography, they're taking a picture of your aura. Well, it's your magnetic field. So, I mean, you can get, like, kind of hokey about it and say it's your aura. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, I suppose magnetic field, magnetic field is an aura. In a sense. But it's the electrical impulse you generate. Yeah, like we all do have, an, there is just a, an electromagnetic field around us. That's yeah, undeniable. Yeah. There's an, electro, an electromagnetic field around this table, around everything, yeah. whether it's, you know, organic, biological, alive, uh, not alive, whatever. When you take a lot of acid, you're able to perceive it better. Yeah, so then, I mean, this is a bigger question, one I'd like to get into later. We'll just touch on it very briefly here. The question of when you take say a drug that messes with your consciousness are you feeling like is that drug essentially just deadening parts of your brain and opening other parts which makes you see these certain things or is your brain like an antenna and by taking this drug it's like a tuning in an fm radio to a certain station well maybe it's it's, widening the band. yeah it's, it's yeah, picking up frequencies yeah. it was never able to see that was never able to see yeah. uh, which well, is interesting frequencies that were probably blocked out by the day to day yeah but that's just not true. White for noise of everything, you know. That's it. You see those guys who are on permanent sort of trips who, mm. you know, just never come down, right? Lucky bastards. Jesus, fuck that. I'd, I'd hate that. You still have a fortune on drugs if you're going to take drugs your whole life. You take it once and just... <laughs> never uh, come down again. Yeah. Yeah. The I problem, mean, if you're planning on living your life and all shit buzz, but like... Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem with, like, saving a fortune is that you probably lose a fortune in the jobs you would have been able to do if, yeah, if you had not. But uh, if you're on drugs all the time, like, you're just happy to wear sandals and have yeah. a hacky sack. And, I think so. Yeah, as long as you don't end up living on the street or something. I'd live on a happy trip for the rest of my life. I don't know yeah. you would. It'd still be life. Like, it would still be ups and downs and sort of sideways. Like, yeah. still, that just, would happen. Just tropping all the time. It'd just yeah. happen with, like, angels and devils and shit. I imagine it just being, like, a synesthesia. Yeah, 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 happy enough with that. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of a lot of synesthesia, synesthesia sufferers like do experience or do experiments with like hallucinogenic drugs or. You say sufferers, I say enjoyers. Well, how hard would it be when every time you go to like eat your dinner, you have to fucking listen to it first? Listen <laughs> <laughs> to its thoughts. And imagine, yeah, imagine Man, you cook. know I don't like how those creamy spuds sound. Sounds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's strange. Sound. Um, but these aura experiments and stuff that are going on in, in level three. Level yeah, it's something that struck me when I read it. When I was reading uh, Castle's, if you read the Dulcie papers, uh, we'll have a link to that. There's Castle's testimony on uh, the aura testing going on on level four like, and the human weird, testing level. That in 1971, when Tricky Dicky Helms went underground and, and, and took the MK Ultra projects with him or whatever, hmm. that like presumably these underground bases started springing up. The same sort of uh, testing is going on here as so well. So it's yeah. just like, okay, well, now we have a facility where we can do this, you stuff. Know, do this yeah. in, in complete 
isolation and secrecy whereas before they had to they were above ground they had to have subjects come in yeah. and stuff like that and they were working off like maybe the front budget once you have the black budgets in place you can build these kind of facilities and, and go down and, and, underground yeah go on, literally go underground and metaphorically go underground and just kind of disappear well speaking about budgets then like say the Rumsfeld the two trillion dollars that went to death disappeared from the American government uh, and Rumsfeld is like yeah two trillion gone yeah, was that. September 10th of course do you two think trillion two trillion yeah. do you think any of that stuff like went to maybe to building some Dulce building, well building some stuff where they're like okay right if the shit goes wrong level or, 5 and 7 probably or mm. when when you know uh, we declare martial law over America and we have to start putting people in places like this yeah I mean those drones don't pay for themselves yeah. no no somebody's making like the batteries yeah. You know what I mean? Well, somebody, yeah, somebody yeah. legitimate company is making batteries and they're being put in drones and they don't know that, but they won't get paid. But you they want to like, get paid. There are there are giant companies like just um some of the ones that I kind of briefly like like I was saying, Marson, uh Nudson, uh US Army Corps for Engineers apparently, they do yeah. a lot of shit as well. You'd imagine they're probably that's in housing or yeah. whatever, you know. McDonald um, Douglas Aviation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Lockheed Martin and the Skunk Works. And Lockheed Martin. Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't even read that. That was just a guess. That was a guess, but yeah, they're I all involved. I imagine they'll do it. But yeah, there's a huge amount of contractors. I assume that there are some sort of like a where I work. agreements. Um, administrating. There's certain things that happen, say that we know about that we can't tell a customer about and stuff like you know, be like, and it's not like it's any um. And corrupt, uh, and yeah, it's not in corrupt, but it's just like yeah, information. Yeah, they don't need information. They don't need information that if we give out, it might want, not wind up coming back against us. But it's like you can't just t- basically tell you can't tell how ev- all your technology works because yeah. or you know yeah, because there'd be ways to manipulate. There ways to manipulate. There'd be ways to as well maybe make us do more work than we're contracted to do yeah. based on the information they get. Nobody, and, yeah. nobody wants to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. yeah, that's you know? exactly exactly it. Nobody wants to see the sauce made. But um, so, where it gets most interesting, I feel, is level five is where because I can feel level one, two, and three certainly seem just yeah, whatever. In, just just like, yeah, there's a lot of labs in the world. I'm sure that are laid yeah. out like levels one, two, and yeah, three. Yeah, level four seems like a bit of a laugh. Uh, level five, though, I'm interested in this. Level five is the housing facility. Human, wait, human staffing, you know? No, 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 no. This is the uh, the EBE housing facility. EBE, Paul. Maybe uh, <laughs> extraterrestrial biological entity. Get the fuck out. Yeah, this is the technical, well, apparently the technical uh, US military term for uh, an ET, for an alien, for a, a non-terrestrial life form, or uh, an ancient terrestrial life form. Who an knows? ancient terrestrial life Yeah, that's, that's an original. Cool. Who knows? Oh man, that's, that's, kind of, that's the thing that people I don't think have done in sci-fi as much. Ancient, ancient. god aliens, like they're... Well, I mean, yeah. there is a show called Ancient Aliens. Yeah. yeah, but they do talk about like you know uh, strange know, dudes coming down in and rockets, to, yeah, and Prometheus yeah, yeah. shit. Like, and, yeah. and you know, one of the most interesting ancient alien stories that I made up in my head <laughs> is just really, one of them, folks. Just one of them. Just one of them. His just, top ten. <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there right now. Uh, in uh, the Himalayas, there's a mountain called Mount Kailas, and I talked ah. about this years and years ago, right? And it's like a pyramid inside of a mountain. And inside of that mountain, uh, apparently, you know, is is the Stone of Shambhala. Oh, that's um, Uncharted 2? 
Is it on Charity yeah. 2 where he gets the stone of Shambhala? Uh, Drake's uh, runs or something. The stone of Shambhala. The dehydration. The Shambhala stone, right? So this, the Drake this equation. Thing, this thing has, uh, you know, powers on, on, on yeah, table, yeah. And all the powers. And, uh, you know, it's basically like a, 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 the USB stick of the universe. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you get a hell of it. Tap and you just, you're like, you know, Connor McLeod and you just, you know, mm-hmm. everything and you're in, you know, you're hooked in. So there was this eye surgeon, a Russian eye surgeon called Ernst Moldashev, who went on an experiment to try and figure out how to make blind people see. And right. he traced back the origins of how eyes work through genetics and through like history, right? And he traced it back to basically that area in Tibet, right? So you see on all these like uh, you know, hippie chicks have these like pendants that it's an eye. And it has an eyebrow and then it has like a little curly bit. Oh, under the, the eye, eye of Horus. This is it. Yeah. So there's different variations of that. And then yeah, there's another yeah. variation where there's uh, two eyes and it has like an upside down question mark nose. Right. Right. So this upside down question mark nosey kind of symbol was the nod to these ancient aliens that inhabited this mountain. Right. That put this stone of Shambhala there and put all that stuff there. And he basically tried to get into this mountain and because of the magnetic fields that surrounded it he got like terrible nausea and he couldn't complete his journey in to, to, to see what was inside of it if he had had a curly in camera he would have been able to figure there that out see mm-hmm. being like uh, catching Zeta Jones like going through the lasers and all oh yeah when her arse looked really dead yeah back when her arse was like banging bang bang on so Ernst Moldashev tries to get into this mountain and, and the magnetic kind of maybe a, a protective force field around it Right. Keeps them out, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. So the story is the stone of Shambhala is not an actual stone, that it doesn't contain all the information of the universe ever, that it's an allegory or a metaphor for the genetic information of every species of earthly inhabitant. This is where my kind of personal personal conjecture comes into it, right? right. So what it is is a repository for genetic material for DNA right? a seed bank exactly so if the, everything on the earth has been destroyed this is like the master this disc. is the master disc yeah. this is the boot disc right so they have that's like, in stone like think the earth is like 4.7 billion mm. uh, uh, years old right mm-hmm. and in that time we're the only species that have ever evolved this far we know that there have been other like civilizations who knows that like the, the whole thing hasn't been wiped and we just mm. can't go back that far. Well, certainly going back to Egypt, there seems like a case and other yeah, ancient well, cultures. Something there seems like a case that there may have been there. And ancient yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be covering uh, you know the secret uh, ancient yeah. histories of ancient man, history. the ancient ages of man. So in this in like in uh, meditation, you have this things called samadhi state where you can like lower your heart rate down to yeah, down yeah, to yeah. nothing basically mm. and sit like samadhi means stone so you can sit like a stone you know yeah so these guys these aliens or these maybe not aliens but like pre-human humanoids who lived on the planet they are inside of this mountain in this repository meditating a la indiana jones the crystal skull or whatever okay. and their bodies are in there so should we need like a jump start or a dna they're going to go mm, these ones so there's like greys in there, there's lizard oh, men, okay. there's, you know, the, the uh, Aryans, the 
the the Pleiadians, Pleiadians, the the, 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 uh, the monkey humans, then as well, amoeba and every possible sort yeah. of amoeba. How do you say that? Amoeba, sing amoeba, right? Yeah. So all the different, right. all the different types of genetic material are all in there, hmm. encapsulated in the legend of the Son of Shambhala. Yeah. So those ancient, that's my like favorite kind of ancient alien story that I've kind of gleaned from history. That like, yeah, level five could have that kind of stuff in it, like that they're trying to splice humans and aliens together. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, actually, that's level six and seven. When you level five well, is the housing structure. So they just uh, house them at level five. Level five. Well, they just need somewhere to keep. Okay. Yeah. They need somewhere to like microwave their pot noodles and and sleep. Mm. So that's where apparently up to eighteen thousand uh, alien species. alien species live: dracos, uh, reptilioids, yeah, uh, hybrids, insectoids. Draco is like the reptilian sort of Skyrim reptile looking bipedal reptile. Yeah, bipedal reptile. Yeah. Like, and then Ma- like Mar- the Mario Brothers movie. Like yes, 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 yeah. like a King Koopa, is that, yeah, or okay. Bowser, rather, sorry. Like, um, yeah, hum- humanoid form, but with a big lizard, lizard head. head. But that's uh, that's kind of interesting, because... Whereas the Draco are... looks more kind of scaly, but doesn't have that mm. lizard-shaped head. Have we, got, have we got, like, a diagram of all the different types of aliens we can put Oh, yeah, you can find or... a lot of diagrams of, of aliens. We're going to stick a good few up, but I mean... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's still, there's, there'll be stuff. What you'll find is most whistleblowers are terrible artists. <laughs> yeah. Like, the worst. <laughs> and most abductees just can't draw for shit. I think that's maybe how they select... There are both these people with terrible. They know they'll never get filmed. Yeah, they complete inability to draw. So if anybody's listening out there and you're really shit in art in school, be careful. Fight the abduction. (laughs) Whereas if you're quite good at drawing, if you're like uh, one of those court uh, artists who draw the the defendant and the jury and all that, uh, please try and get yourself abducted. Stand out in the middle of the street naked saying, take me, take me. But there is, I mean, like 18,000 aliens. And there's so many different aliens, like from the Nords to uh, like the insectoids, the reptilians. Um, whatever else there is. You're saying that like it's a real factual thing. Yeah. Well, it must it's, very, be. it's funny like the way you just said Yeah. <laughs> like just loads of different types from like the yeah. Nords. We got the Nords. Where are we going to get 117 species at the moment? Yeah, but you wonder like... In the what? Disclosure Project, Stephen M. Greer's lad said that there's over 300, but like, I don't, I don't see how... Yeah, I'm sure there is. It's an infinite universe, I'm sure. <laughs> but that, that's one thing that like it's so hard to, to, to get down is like when lads start saying like, how many alien species are there? And when you get into... um statistics especially with conspiracy stuff because let's be that's just yeah, honest yeah. right now 90 percent of the shit that comes out when people start saying they've seen aliens or this or that is complete horseshit like 90 yeah, percent yeah, i would say are I you saying are you saying 90 percent of statistics are untrustworthy i'm saying if you go to a st- what is it statistician 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 right yeah. if you go to one of those guys he'll tell you that 71 and a half percent of statistics are made <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what i hear the most but they will what was the joke um I just, close I, just to said, a, I just said the statistics joke. No, no, there's one. <laughs> it's a different joke. It's seventy-two point four. Thirty-three percent of the people at this table have forgotten <laughs> what this whole thing is all about. One third of the people here what? is drinking wine. <laughs> um, uh, no, but there's what's that joke? A guy goes to a statistician. Can't fucking say it. Which one's the one drinking wine? Send your answers in. Statistics guy. Statistic, yeah, yeah. He goes into a statistics guy and he goes, "What do these statistics mean?" And the statistician goes, "What do you want them to mean?" Oh, because you know? statistics is it's one of those things that like you go to fucking I'm right dot com and just, <laughs> just is that a website? 
<laughs> Probably. We should uh, yeah, 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 let's make I'm right dot com. I'm right dot com. Yeah. I'm right and you're not dot com. <laughs> so it's level six and seven. Sorry, yeah, level six and seven. Level six is the what's uh, affectionately referred to as the zoo. Uh, which is basically yeah, where they have like live uh, kind of hybrids. You have like octopus type humans with extra appendages. You have winged here. humans. You'd have uh, you know all kinds of genetic experiments. I mean, what what's the worst thing you can imagine? Spider Man. Yeah, they're all- like a proper spider man. Not, not like a man who has the skills of a spider. Yeah, but a spider that has the will of a man. Yeah, the laziness and the apathy of a man. Yeah, like <laughs> Spider Baby, the body of yeah. a spider but the mind of a baby. Yeah. Yeah, but he grew up into a man. I was uh, leafing through. Did you ever see that? Imright.com is <laughs> free. I am right. Oh, nobody has it. Yeah, it's a premium domain, and it may be listed for sale. So we can we can we could buy it. We could probably buy Imright.com. Okay. Yeah. There was. Did you ever did you ever see that magazine Nexus? Um, and it's like a conspiracy magazine. They've a lot of interesting stuff in there. And I was leafing through today, and there was one story about uh, giant spiders. Do they exist? I hope, I hope not. I really hope. But there was an artist like rendition who would draw. Like, you know, like Lord those? of the Rings size, not shellob size. But there was one guy who had like a model made, and it was um kind of like. Did you ever see those uh king? What is it? Is it king crabs? Yeah. Oh yeah, giant, giant, crab. giant yeah, like spider the six crabs. long ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, it looked like one of those, but proper like spider with his fangs and his horrible like coarse hair sticking yeah, out of his yeah it's yeah. horrible imagine if there is giant spiders no there probably was giant spiders you like I mean I presumed it prehistoric like, didn't they say smaller, like, but didn't they say due to the atmosphere when the dinosaurs were around that's why things were so big back then oh yeah because there was more oxygen or something I can't remember bigger. yeah I don't know if it was less or more or what it was but there would have been then some sort of giant insects like you would have had something like that a fucking giant spider oh it's terrifying no no, stop. Uh, Tolkien, everybody knows. Like, the size, like, how big is giant, like, the size of a man? Giant is fucking big enough to probably... Like, a cause. spider the size of a cat, and I shit all over it. Yeah, of course you would. And that's probably one of the smaller ones you would have had oh, uh, back then. Like, did you ever see um, the Huntsman Spider? Yeah. In us? Yeah, like, they're big, but... Them cunts look like boxers. They... <laughs> <laughs> they look like they box they box you to be like having a having open a mechanical eight arm boxing that's you'd be in bits yeah. it's like fucking Mortal Kombat when Goro picks you up with two arms and then boxes the chops off you with the other two <laughs> and this chap has another fucking two arms and two just legs just for like twiddling one um, that's terrifying like the most terrifying thing I can think of is a giant spider with the head of a clown oh but Stephen God. King thought of that first he did yeah. he did fucking douchebag that movie done fucked me oh, up as a child tough. like you know I maybe <laughs> I wanted to track down Tim Curry and murder him to make it stop. <laughs> yeah, but I knew I probably shouldn't. I gotta watch that tonight before I go to sleep. I have it on DVD, and I quite like it. Um, where are we on level six? Level six. All right, so level six is the zoo. The We're zoo. on level seven, really. I, like I said, think of the most right. terrifying thing you could think of. We're on level seven. This is called Nightmare yeah. Hall. That's, this is it's where actually called Nightmare Hall. Did, no, this is <laughs> not by the people there. No, okay. well, by the you know the security staff. The the our, our leak here, Thomas Castello, says it was referred to by the people there as Nightmare Hall, uh, and that this was basically like a giant cryogenic chamber. There's also a video you can get online, and these are part of the leaked dulcy papers we'll be putting a link up to on the website. There's a video you can get online, obviously that doesn't show. The, well, it, says cry, it shows cryogenic cryogenic chambers and rows and rows and rows of them. Is it kind of like the stuff in Alien Resurrection where you see all the Ripleys that 
like were botched attempts at That's because we're a fucking flamethrower. What yeah. a horrible bitch. The meanest way to kill God, them. shoot her in the head or some Hammer shit. In the face. Yeah. Hammer in the face. Yeah. Hammer in the morning. I remember as a young lad I saw that and all I could think was, oh, I think I can see a bit of titty. That's <laughs> a bit of weird mutated titty. I was just gonna tell that story, like at the start of it, like it go it's only like ninety seconds between Ripley being naked. And then that thing going, yeah, it's pretty grim. But I'm like, you just work through it, like, <laughs> just force, like, uh, like wrecking for a dream. Yeah, like the end of that movie, you just work your way through it, man. You force too, it out. Ass, ass too. And then eventually you get into the rhythm of like. <laughs> and then you double speed. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it's it's getting serious at that yeah. point. Um, I remember it when yeah, I yeah, that's where you focus up. Yeah, your brow furrows. I, I remember the whole other guy, the, all the guys with the the, the flash lamps are all like, come, 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 and you're like, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's too bad. A fucking uh, guy I knew in college, you know, when like you have the societies in college when mm. you first go in, you join whatever society. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar was, with uh, them. Yeah. <laughs> there was one uh, when I was in college, it was the Dutch Gold and Wrestling Society. Like the Skull and Bones. Like the Skull and Bones. The Irish Subsidiary. Uh, but it got, it got shut down, and when it got shut down, everyone was like, well, we need to make like a new society that's gonna, you know, be as good as that. And one lad was like, how about the last 20 minutes from Requiem for a Dream Society? <laughs> we were like, fuck, son. You went dark. <laughs> Your one's getting electroshock. Your man's getting his arm cut off. The other fella's trying to stir porridge on the calm down. And your one's going ass to ass with a double-ended dildo. With a, society. With a, yeah. a, a hooker who has AIDS being Oh, watched. my God. <laughs> being watched by 60 businessmen. I know it's pretty heavy, but I didn't take it out for the air. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, it'd be the last society you'd ever join yeah you know there's no getting out of that yeah. there's not even that I'd like to see Requiem for a Dream too where they all have their lives back on track it's like an episode oh, yeah, yeah. like she, she moves on marries Paul Bettany yeah he's happy Jared, Jared let on he starts a band the, yeah oh gets yeah. his arm back so the Nightmare Factory is that what it's called Nightmare Hall Nightmare Hall That's level 7 this is what Castle says it was called. He says it was full of cryogenic chambers. And there's videos, we put a link to them online. There's a video leaked, uh, supposedly by him. Of, and it, it, funnily enough, of what you were saying earlier, he supposedly made copies of information, uh, 25 to 30 black and white photographs and a six-minute video and lots of papers and memos and things, uh, official stuff, that he smuggled out of the base over time. And uh, supposedly he'd made five, five copies of everything and handed them to five different friends that didn't know each other of his and instructed them that if he doesn't visit them, uh, he visits them every six months, and if for 18 months consecutively they don't see him physically, that they can release the papers or do whatever they want. And supposedly that's where the Dulce papers have come from. The, okay. the first batch released to ufologists and UFO magazines and websites. Because and this boy went missing, like? Well, it's because this guy disappeared, supposedly in Costa Rica, and uh, somebody just released a lot of this information, and there's a video out there, and it's it's a grainy, blurry video of some cryogenic chambers, like... Mm. Uh, and does it look anything. like yeah I, I, I mean they're I glowing a funny colour but I mean like, probably would be grainy and blurry if you smuggled it out of an underground base up your arse yeah yeah and this photograph most of the photographs are actually hard to find what you'll find is kind of a 
drawing reproductions of them. Yeah, well, they would badly if drawn reproductions if of them. If you're a part of like a multi-million dollar black operation and someone can't put fucking loads of pictures up on the internet, that you'd, you'd have like, a good enough bit of software to break them down to, immediately. You'd be able to at least go into Google and make sure they're not in, in the Google images. If you went into, <laughs> yeah. went into the Tor or into the deep web or something, I'm sure you could find them. Like, mm. but I'm not willing to. No, yeah. If anyone, if anyone, life at risk has that uh, that equipment, it can do that. Yeah, please send it to us, and we'll put our lives. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it for you. Nice one. Sake, don't fuck us yeah, us. yeah, just send it somewhere else. I'm grand, just imagining it, or looking at like some Fisher Price drawing of it that they can find. Yeah, I don't mind the hand drawings; they're not too terrible. Yeah, but this is that's basically the up to kind of nineteen, the mid nineties. Uh, the, all the information we have about Dulcie really is, yeah, is so it, this information when, from Castle, the ex-security guard and from Benavis who said he discovered it from picking up radio signals yeah, yeah. from one of the ground and then of course at the mid-90s then that's kind of where uh, Phil Snyder himself the story really takes a turn yeah. much the, like the Philadelphia the experiment where there was you know the, the rumours kind of brought along by Allende but then when Bielik shows up suddenly the whole thing kind of takes on a new life yeah. this is what happens in 94-95 in Phil Snyder hits kind of the lecture tour the expo tour and begins it's like 15 years after all news of this project has gone dark yeah then mm. Phil Schneider comes and, and kind of just uh, blows the game wide open with his mm. story the, 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 the ballad the, of Phil Schneider what's inter- interesting is that the reason that Phil Schneider winds up coming to the fore is because his friend uh, Ron Rummel is killed under a very strange and this is a kind of repeated thing uh, through this a very strange sort of suicide which seems like it may have been staged yeah now from what i understand uh phil schneider and ron rummel they were putting out a, a kind of ufo alien magazine together yeah ufo digest yeah perhaps like a conspiracy podcast of the time yeah yeah, yeah essentially it's probably an independent kind of a effort yeah, yeah. so that's self-funded Blood, sweat, and teared. Blood, yeah. sweat, and teared. But what winds up happening to I'm making an allegory here. <laughs> retired and can't understand what I'm saying. Um, what winds up happening to Rommel is he's, ba- he's basically found in a park um, having shot himself in, like, you know, up through the mouth or whatever. But Shot himself in the head two times up against the wall in the middle of the field. Up against the wall in the middle of the field. Bang, bang. One shot. Bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> I need to believe what they did to that poor old family of black and tans. That was the Christian Brothers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically he, he shoots himself in the head or whatever. But uh, according to um audio clip I've heard from Schneider's wife, she said that so he had the gun in his mouth shot and there was like back spray of blood, you know? Yeah. But there's no, according to the coroner's report, there's no back spray on the actual gun itself. So it's as if the gun was shot from, from a far, far enough away. And then it was staged to look like a, a, suicide. You know, a suicide. So, I mean... So, so Ron Rama was, was apparently or accusing, accusedly murdered. And yeah, accused. Ron Rama was a United so States Air Force he, intelligence what, officer. What did he know that they did that to him? Like, what, what, well, he, no, he, was in a, he was a United States Air Force intelligence officer. He was... Uh, again, just he said he was in contact and worked for and had clearance to work with uh, alien entities. Wow! And that the, I, you know, I, so joining into the great narrative that the U.S. government is in league with uh, alien entities that have been on this planet for millions of years, yeah, uh, predate you know humans and our evolution and uh, work kind of with certain factions among humanity so the to aliens, enslave the rest of humanity. The aliens, yeah. the vast majority, are coming from outer space to to look at us and. You know, like th- I'm, I'm saying, this story would lend itself to 
believing, like somebody believing that. Yeah. The aliens that we think are coming from outer space, the UFOs that people see, that they're all like, you know, uh, uh, if you watch like the Disclosure Project or anything like that, they have like uh, Air Force personnel that are manning missiles. We've talked about this before in other, in other podcasts, like they're manning missiles. And then in Roswell, we talked about it in Roswell mm. incidents, that the UFO would fly over the uh, missile silo and go, Meow! and shoot it with like a pencil, thin laser, and disarm the weapons. And we think that these UFOs are coming from outer space or from another planet, but in fact, these aliens are not aliens at all. They're co-inhabitants yeah. of our planet. Or pre-terrestrials. Yeah. yeah. They've been living here long and we've been living so that, here. that might even lend itself uh, to the hollow earth theory, which obviously we haven't gone into. Touched into it, yeah. 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 We will, we will the idea that there's, there's more that. below the surface of the earth. This is kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's mental. Like, Ron Rommel basically came out and said, yeah, I work for this crowd and there are aliens and they live in a hole in the ground. Mm. Uh, Not only that, but he's one of the uh, progenitors of uh, the idea that there's a pact between the aliens and the government. Mm. In which, which government? The US government. The US, started in 1955. Well, it's like NATO or the UN world sort of, yeah, maybe shadow government mm. or whatever you yeah, think. Mm. Um but basically that they have a certain amount of humans that they're basically allowed to abduct and experiment on. There's a quota, or a limit rather, that they can go and do that to. And but infinite cows, obviously. Infinite cows, yeah. Mm. As long as they give us back the, the cuts for the beef. Yeah, yeah the um, least tastiest of the, the cows. Least tastiest of the, yeah, so they take the, the udders and all the other shite parts. But the, what they're saying is that the aliens do more than they're allowed to do because they're cheeky they're, they're, they're deceptive they're, uh, yeah there's even there's even part of like secret wars between aliens and uh, our guys being fought sort of just yeah. outside the atmosphere and there, there's a whole lot of different ideas between pacts that are like any pact that it's like fucking you know Hitler when he said he's gonna stop you know the white piece of paper he gave to the chairman. Neville Chamberlain yeah and then they said, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be no war. And then he was like, nah, I'm probably going to take Poland, though. Yeah. And then everything kicked off, obviously, after mm. then, 1st September 1930. He says, Chamberlain got on the plane from uh, Baden-Baden and flew away. Like, I believe Hitler shook his hand and said, what a mook! Because <laughs> <laughs> he flew away, yeah. He couldn't believe how stupid he was. What a mook. <laughs> what a mook, he shouted at him. Um, but he was on an airplane. Chamberlain was flying away in an airplane. Yeah, he couldn't he hear him. He never would have heard him. He never would have heard him. Not airplanes. And Hitler was a loud shouter. Yeah. So, like, people never say those things about Hitler, but it's true. He was a good shouter. Yeah, he was a good shouter. Actually, I'm sure in the future as well, we might do a podcast on how Hitler never died. We definitely will. Yeah, his hair. Good, good. So, like, this potentially is, like, the biggest conspiracy of them all, then, obviously. Yeah, it's like, the overarching. Yeah. This for me, yeah, I agree. I I believe that the 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 massive conspiracy that there's an alien agenda is the one that like umbrellas all conspiracies. We're getting if that one's true, if that one's true, you're wiping out pretty much everything else, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. like, like if, everything. If like you choose to believe that there's any kind of grain of truth in this conspiracy theory, right? All yeah. bets are off. It kind of explains everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, the Majestic 12, the Shadow Government, like... The false shadow, flags. False uh, flag, the Shadow uh, Government the Reptilian is, presidents. Yeah, man-made viruses, uh, depopulization. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's all in there. And, then, like, it's, it's a terrifying thought. But also, like, 
you know, your local uh, county council treasurer taking backhanders seems so ridiculously trivial if indeed they are <laughs> yes, being controlled yeah. by billion year old alien species. It's just like an insectoid or Pleiadian or lizard man kickback. It just goes all the way down to like county council level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually. Just, where yeah. you're just like some county councillor is getting like a. a uh, a brown envelope to keep your mouth shut about all the complaints about about a thing that was like for a company that something. built a thing that made another thing for another company that eventually was building a park for a UFO that is an umbrella yeah. company that built these underground bases yeah the umbrella corporation but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that seems nice. that seems like the, we're getting sued by economy by the way the, <laughs> that seems like the, the 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 biggest overarching conspiracy of them all then I mean if that's if that's what's happening, if Ron Rommel is going like, yeah, that's the shit that's happening right now, that there's a lot of aliens underground and they're the real bosses. Mm. Is that, is that what's, is that what's, yeah, that's what Ron says, that's what Phil says, that's what a lot of people say, that's what Bob Lazar says, that's what a lot of people say. Mm. A lot of the whistleblowers, the famous whistleblowers, all say pretty much the same thing. Uh, but we should probably jump into a quick bio of Phil okay. yeah, and like yeah, who yeah, he is and what he is and why he interests us so I mean like I said I've, I've named a few of these famous uh, UFO heads out there and these famous uh, whistleblower people uh, and, but Phil could have interests us yeah we're going to be hitting Bob Lazar oh, yeah. in Area 51 of course but uh, Phil really interests us he's an exciting cat and he's and he comes quite from a, a lineage he comes from yeah he's a this is a Phil Schneider then so let's do the man some justice the man was born April 23rd 1947 Bethesda Naval Base Hospital to uh, Oscar Schneider was his father. Yeah. Oscar Schneider is a name we've mentioned before. If you listen to our Philadelphia Experiment episode, you've heard that name before. Oscar Schneider was supposedly the chief medical officer on board the USS Eldridge, the ship involved in the uh, Philadelphia Experiment, uh, an invisibility that accidentally turned into a time travel experiment Okay. Uh, in 1947. And he was, on the boat. he was in on the boat when the ship was going down. No, Oscar, well, Oscar supposedly did the uh, the medical examinations of some of the the sailors fused into the hull, the ones right. driven mad, the ones yeah, engulfed yeah. with like sightings. So he was uh, first hand, like he was right in there. Yeah, yeah Phil right says Phil there. says that he read his notes, his, his notebook, his journals. His from notes that time. are actually on one of the documentaries we've put up, uh, the true story of Phil Schneider. Mm. Uh, Phil's, I think it's his ex-wife, um, Cynthia obviously Schreier, since yeah. he's been uh, passed away, and it shows various documents which are supposed to be Oscar's documents. So, um, so Oscar Oscar Schneider mm. sounds like quite like a, a, a quick recap. Bavarian or Dutch or possibly German or worst maker. Yeah, he is indeed. Yeah, Oscar Schneider, as we mentioned in the Philadelphia experiment, this is confirmed. Came to America via Operation Paperclip. So yeah. he, he is essentially an ex Nazi scientist. He's essentially yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He was a German U-boat captain actually. Right. Yeah, he was a quite a well-regarded German U-boat captain. And when he uh, defected in Operation Paperclip and was repatriated as an American citizen, he was made a, a captain in the U.S. Uh, Navy. Yeah, and obviously so, a very uh, smart man. With a very smart man. Apparently, uh, he had a doctorate in, in nuclear medicine, physics yeah. and medicine. He was a medical doctor as well. So quite a brilliant man. But you had to be quite brilliant to be, uh, you know, forgiven all your war crimes in Operation Paperclip. They didn't just do it for like. Oh, I make really good pretzels. How good? Very good pretzels. The best. The best pretzels. All right, fair enough. Mm. Immunity. Uh, no, so that's that's where Oscar came from. And, uh, wow. Yeah, and a man who is adept at keeping a secret. One of well. the, the funniest things that I saw about Oscar, I keep on trying to say Schneider, but I, I my mouth wants to say Schindler. Schindler. <laughs> so Schneider, I want to say Oscar Meyer. Schneider's list. <laughs> say Oscar Wilde yeah <laughs> I don't know why so Oscar let's just say uh, mm. one of the funny ones I saw of, of him was 
remember when we were talking about the Philadelphia experiment, talking about the bridge, the, the crew of the USS Eldridge mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Valiant Tour. Yeah, the photo, the famous photo. Yeah, yeah. the Phil uh, in 1995 uh, MUFON Expo. Uh, he held up a photo, supposedly oh, taken from the, the bridge, yeah, yeah, of the USS yeah, yeah. Eldridge, showing a bunch of the crew of the Eldridge, uh, supposedly Ed Cameron, supposedly uh, some scientists and whatnot, and some other people gathered uh, to do with the testing of mm-hmm. the Philadelphia experiment. And sitting there in the front row, the man closest to the camera is supposedly Val Valiant Thor, uh, an alien that traveled to America in the 50s mm. and stayed there not aging for 40 or 50 so years yeah, now one of the working with the US government I, living in Washington working with the Pentagon yeah yeah so is Valiant Tor part of this underground base yeah but one of the issues you have to have with it is if someone shows like look at this picture of an alien from another planet and he looks just like us and there's no way of telling he's an alien it's like like maybe maybe he's a fucking alien yeah. but what good is a photo? Yeah, of a man who looks like a yeah. man, and you're just telling... Like, I could be like, Paul's an alien. Yeah. Gordo's an alien. What you're saying is, what good is your photo of the Invisible Man? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Emperor yeah. has what good is clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What's, what's, this is ridiculous. What can we do? He, it, there may well be an Invisible Man there. But it's like, Got showing it. me... It's showing me anything and telling me it's an alien. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. does... If it's a thing I know and I've seen, unless you show me, like, a grey that doesn't look like it was photoshopped... Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Then From it's... some Ant and Deck movie. Or <laughs> yeah. So, like... So Phil was Phil connected. Schneider's Phil's part of a lineage. was hooked into the Matrix, basically. Yeah, and supposedly on the, on the death of uh, Phil Schneider's father, he discovered... He was passed over a lot of papers and a lot of uh, kind of physical materials that his father had saved, including uh, parts of a, a UF, crashed UFO ship mm. from uh, somewhere in New Mexico. Oh, would it be Roswell? It might be, yeah. Phil said that when he was 14, his father managed to get him a piece of uh, a crashed Roswell ship that was uh, the Schneider, same, the same Schneider, strange Schneider metal. That did, did Schneider well ever described. bring that? Did he ever show anybody that piece of ship? Yeah, you can see it on the, yeah. the, the videos taken of his, his lectures and things. He holds up the pieces and says, and passes them out to the front row and says, and they're in a plastic kind of uh, evidence bag. And he says, oh, please look at them. Please don't take them out of the bag and touch them. Right, it's so funny to say that. No one was allowed to touch the material, but they were allowed to look at them and kind of. I went to mass once, and uh, they had the body of a saint that would not decompose. Uh, it was brought from Italy or whatever, but it was just in a box, and I couldn't see it. So, like, it was like Schrodinger's cat. Like, right. there's, there's you know, like, what's in the box? Is it alive? Is it dead? Is it this? Yeah. Is it that? I have no idea. That seems similar. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. here's, here's like, here's the thing that's awesome, but don't use it in the way that will show you it's awesome. There's some magic because in it the may box. not be awesome. Yeah. It might be Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Jesus. Yeah, that's just a terrifying thought. That was, yeah. Seven. What's in the box? Yeah. <laughs> What's in the box? So, <laughs> Phil, Phil Schneider's dad was like, like right up there in the tippy top. Oh yeah, he had a cosmic NATO clearance. So he got cosmic NATO clearance. Cosmic NATO clearance. He got his. He got for his birthday. He got a piece of Roswell crash site. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and do you think then that that's possibly like his lineage is possibly why he got one of the most like drafted in like, you mean highly secure indoctrinated yeah into yeah, the, like the inner sanctum nep- nepotistic black yeah black of course operations. yeah I'm sure kind of thing and how do you think then that his family or that his um, his network of people reacted to him coming out and going, the on, beans. going on this circus like his dad is definitely Oscar Schneider Oscar Schneider was definitely something to do with the Philadelphia experiment that's fact true 
No. Mm. He, was, <laughs> yes. he was definitely to do an Operation Paperclip. Right. So The Philadelphia Experiment to... stuff, it's difficult to say because we're going off... Like, so, no, I'm just trying to say like what, what is fact. Like, so Oscar Schneider was definitely a dude who was a, a U-boat captain who was taken over an Operation Paperclip. Who did, was a U.S. Navy captain. US who Navy. was a trained medical officer. Okay, who, so, so the potential for him to be part of that is, is there. Right? Yes, and what but we have is Phil... was military and then his son then became a huge like intergalactic whistleblower yeah but so, what we have yes. on his son is that obviously th- there's some strange stuff with phil schneider like for example he um obviously as he got older he had a lot of medical issues that we'll be getting into but before the accident uh, like i said that we'll be getting into apparently phil schneider could speak 11 languages right but he only says this after he can't, he can't speak them. So I don't know, like how you know, how do you verify so that? He speaks six languages. There you go. How many do you speak now? Less than six. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you'll never know. Now. I'll never know. Yeah. But yeah, see, they also. How have... many languages did you speak? But one. No, you're supposed to be more no, than six. Like more oh. than six. Yeah, uh, as I did that seven. too. Um, but he also, she said that he had a two social security numbers so basically and she alleged that that would be how the american government um or the shadow government would be able to get him double dole (laughs) (laughs) double dole he's he's a phil schneider but also phil schneider jr two different people phil schneider a paddy schneider and a phil schneider still paddy schneider still paddy schneider but no they so like you'd have this one social security number that would basically go into all your like uh, black ops projects or whatever but because it wasn't the one that was really given in general it would mean that you would have no work records like if they wanted to disappear you they very easily could they very easily could Mm. but she said that he basically had to and she said that she had found the other social security number and again there's documents there um it's nowadays it's tax hard. returns must be done yeah, uh, yeah she, claimed she was she was claiming government benefits for her daughter for phil's daughter and they sent her to social security numbers which one is it the one with all the trillions of dollars of black ops or is it this one where he's like a greeter at walmart yeah. what is it what is it 401k yeah that's very odd was he a greeter at walmart no it's just like a shit job i made up <laughs> his social security number to be no you didn't make that up that's a real job but no he... no I know <laughs> like what, what happened I was in an accident and this is the only job I could get now <laughs> nice to meet you I'm not shaking that hand <laughs> <laughs> what, he... what happened let's, let's talk about his accident because that's that's the thing he's most yeah why is about. Phil so believed is the question why are we even talking about Phil because right now it sounds right. like other than his connection to his father he doesn't have much to base his, his claims on but there is one thing that kind of rings true. Phil says that he was involved in the Dulce War. The, uh, uh, supposedly, there's a from the from the Dulce papers we'll be putting a link to. Uh, there was a war fought in 1979 in this underground base, and it's alleged that it, it could have been that the U.S. government was trying to retake the base from the uh, alien species, or to take them under control, or to imprison them. I read uh, that it was they were trying to expand one part of another set of tunnels. And they accidentally. Yeah, this is Phil's story. Another story is that there was a there was a grey alien giving a lecture, and a security guard walked in carrying a sidearm, which they're not allowed to do around. Oh, that was the different. Yeah, they freaked out, and and then the alien freaked out and just killed everybody around him. Apparently, that that was that was uh, was one of the Phil's one. Phil's one is when they're going down. uh, They have like the a borehole kind of dug down. So Phil, there's there's a basically some parts of the equipment are coming up and they're just ruined. 
you know so they're basically going in to investigate see what's happening there phil's um level of expertise is he would identify the best kind of explosions explosions or explosives rather or ways to demo whatever rocks so he could yeah. say okay this is that rock we should he was use a, he this. was an ex- explosives expert yeah in the yeah. fact that he was able to use certain sets of chemicals that would not only destroy the rock but also to to Melt it and fuse it into um, a smooth, a, a smooth finish. Finish, yeah, yeah. That would that would kind of cauterize the yeah, the, an awesome the skateboarding wound. tube. Yeah, a full pipe. <laughs> a full pipe. Uh, if you if you ever watched Alien versus Predator, that laser that they shoot down and through the ice and through the stone, it's like pure smooth holes. Oh yeah, he yeah. To, mm. He was able to make chemical compounds that could make those pure smooth sides. And I mean, if you're going to build a, uh, an underground base, yeah, what you don't want stuff, yeah. is fucking rough edges. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you want everything to be nice and neat and tidy. Like. Well, they say, like, you know, according to, to Phil, he says that he personally worked on over 13 domes around the world. Uh, and that's, like, Italy, Spain. Yeah. According um, to Phil, yeah, he worked for NATO, NATO uh, yeah. contracting in Europe. Uh, so there's, all domes, the there's these domes all over the world yeah, and, and, there's there's, and they're out they're based in like islands in the Pacific and the Atlantic as well yeah. Yeah. and there's, there's undersea undersea like what he said is uh, undersea islands now obviously is how that, can it be an island when it's under the ocean surely then if they're undersea somebody could do some radar stuff so it's like under the sea under the earth under the sea it's not just like floating no from what I saw from the diagrams I saw it looked like it was just a base on the bed of the ocean on the bottom, so there's like sea lab style. Yeah, sea lab yeah. style. So it's not under the rock, under the ocean. Floor. No, it's like, it's like an island that basically, if the water was to be drained, then you would see the, the Atlantis. Can that not be seen, though? I don't yeah. know, because it's probably bollocks. <laughs> but uh, so, but uh, what, what Phil says is Are we off the fence already? Full <laughs> honest. So uh, <laughs> but basically from, from 1978 to 1981 Phil says he's working for the Department of the Navy uh, the Office of Naval Intelligence and he spent months in Area 51 and He's known as an interpreter for a guest, inverted commas, uh, which turned out to be a reptilian alien. Jesus. So, and, and again... Th- He's got a lot of these wild outlandish claims. Yeah, and this one thing that about Phil's stories is that uh, his wife said he was on a certain type of medication, right? Because he had a lot of physical uh, issues. Oh. Because of his accident. Yeah, because obviously so his accent. We're going to yeah. talk about his accent. Yeah, yeah, second, yeah, yeah. yeah, his accent is the, the the highlight of it. But he basically was on a certain amount of medications, a certain type of medications, and they changed these medications from a different to a different uh, type of medications. When he changed over, his memory of these events that happened began to come back, hmm. um, or so, get made up in his head, or yeah. get made up in his head, and then she kind of uh, alleged, due to the. Uh, what well, he says is that fourth, after his the accident, fourth floor mind experiments are possibly <laughs> this like uh, uh, advanced MK Ultra yeah, techniques yeah, yeah. of memory wiping and disassociative identity disorder. Yeah, out to a midnight climax brothel in, in Marin County. Yeah, and there were where making, he was LSD up to the eyeballs. Forget about making all these dumbs. They were just yeah. Like, mm. were just well, what she said was that the guys who basically were treating him weren't 
kind of above the level doctors and stuff. Like, they were obviously doctors, but she kind of... In-house you know, doctors. Yeah, like, they're not... Secret government doctors. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. That's what she kind of... Yeah, uh, he, he had his accent that we're going to get onto now, and well, then when he finally came around from it and the drugs were changed, and he was off the drugs that the, the secret doctor was giving him, his memory came back and he remembered what had happened to him and what he'd spent his life doing. You also then have to understand that this tour that he's on, mm. the headliner is like Al Bielik. Mm. Yeah. So like for all that we talked about Al Bielik in the Philadelphia Experiment podcast, we kind of universally agreed that he was full of shit. filled yeah. to the brim with to the brim. Absolutely. Um, Shock full of So I mean, is Phil Schneider's integrity in question because he's been associated with Al Bielik well, and they're on the same tour? Him. Yeah. Nobody's trying to kill Al Bielik. Yeah, I'll say that a lot of Phil's Phil evidence, had, like the photo, like the notebook of, of Oscar Schneider is corroborating Al's story. Yeah, the, yeah. the existence of the Philadelphia experiment okay, kind of well, going so, down the way so Al Bielik kind of needed Phil Schneider to get his chops but I mean no one was trying to kill Al Bielik but Phil Schneider had loaded an assassination attempts on him well, that's, so, yeah. but again like is that true how many assassinations he had, had uh, again in one expo you'll see where he shows a bullet wound on his shoulder he says he only got a few weeks before because someone took a pot shot at him yeah but like if you're gonna f- like if you're you know underground top level government secret service bullshit you're not going to just, like, hit a guy in the shoulder with a bullet when you go to sniper him or whatever. Mm. Like, yeah, there's another one he says where they, um, and I'll just get it up here now. They shared the lug nuts. Yeah, exactly. So his car was gone. He said people were, this is like 95, so he starts the circuit late 93, mm. right? So he's kind of getting into his own. People are taking note of him around 94. Um, we're still talking about him now. So he Yeah, yeah obviously, mm. you know, a lot of good grunge albums coming out that year yeah, as well. Yeah. So, you know... Uh, you know, you can't all be listening to, to him because, yeah, we're, we're trying to listen to grunge. Yeah. Um, by 95 then, he's saying a lot of people are trying to kill me. He's saying it's like every day, like it's just a constant thing. That could be a, a side effect of the paranoia from the drug. It could be a side effect from paranoia. He, he's also saying that uh, apparently there's 62 of these domes, these underground bases, and they're housing greys uh, and also sort of extraterrestrial craft as well. Mm. So... That seems outland. That seems like pretty outlandish, but yeah. it's not totally fucking ridiculous or like very, very like you know. If a lad down the pub told you, you'd be like, ah, "Come on yeah. now, come on now." What he goes on to say next is basically what we were getting at. He is uh, helping to construct this base um, in New Mexico, and that's oh. in a uh, Dolce, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. According to Phil, they're building an extension onto the, the existing yeah. Dolce underground facility. He drills a couple of four boreholes down on the ground, which they're then going to blow out the space in between them. Uh, and when they drill the boreholes down, as you said, the, the, the uh, equipment's coming up wrecked. So they send someone down, Phil, and uh, a green beret to see what's going on. And when Phil gets down in the little um, makeshift lift that drops you down into the into the tunnel, he looks out and he sees a seven-foot-tall alien grey standing there. And uh, quite a, like a whole sort of society of yeah he basically comes it. into what so he, he's after, he can he's see is an existing into, like, base a, a fully fledged base a pocket of of, of an alien base yeah. yeah and he's looking at this these alien greys and uh, he can smell the sulfur which is another thing it's a big thing that uh, people say that these greys smell terrible they kind of smell like sulfur yeah he said it was a terrible terrible smell yeah he's like a terrible kind of sulfurous burning garbage kind of smell maybe that's where the you know the, the smell the sulfur is associated with the smell of hell the underground mm. yeah hot. 
Yeah. Now remember, Phil's uh, father, Oscar, worked on the uh, Operation Crossroads uh, test of uh, the Bon Jovi album. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the the uh, nuclear atomic tests in the Pacific Islands, the Bikini Atolls that were yeah. vaporized in in early nuclear tests, uh, and he said he says that Oscar Schneider had photos of UFOs taken at the uh, Operation Crossroads uh, nuclear Sight. test sites. Yeah, mm. but his father never told him about this. He didn't find about this until after his father's death right. when he received his papers and his photos. So Phil, up to this point, has never seen an alien before. Doesn't know anything exists. He's this just is new he's to him. Just like an explosives expert. He's an explosives expert. He builds bases for the government. He goes down in this lift shaft, sees a giant alien standing in front of him, thinks this could well be the first contact ever between a human and an alien. So what does he do? The only thing you would expect to do in that situation, he pulls out a Walter PPK and blows that thing away. Yeah. Because he's a proud American. He says it many times. He's a proud American. He's a proud American. And if he's faced by something that's not American, but under American soil... He will shoot it. He'll blow it away, homie. He'll go shoot it. He'll go shoot it in the face, wherever its face may be, somewhere on its knee. He said he he winds up killing two of them, right? Yeah, he said he shot and killed two of them before one of them managed to hit him with a a bolt of blue light that shot out of their their chest. Green green cobalt. Green cobalt. He rubbed rubbed his chest. Yeah, sort of moved his, waved his arm towards Phil in a, almost like a welcoming gesture. uh, And then managed to gut him like a fish, I believe. Uh, Opened up his whole chest. Yeah, opened up his whole chest like a a big fishy demon. So there's some of the videos online that you can see where he actually shows the scars. Yeah, you can see Phil uh, showing the massive scars across his chest. And and it melted off half of his hand. Yeah, it does look like there's kind of, there's, there's three stumpy fingers on one hand and it looks at like a strange straight line kind of angle. Yeah, yeah. Line going he's, he's, definitely, he's lost like his index and middle finger right? yeah. and part yeah. of his third now here's part the thing devil's side, advocate yeah. this man did work with explosives all his life and he was a demolition <laughs> expert and he did work underground a lot I'm so sure there was, a, there was a few drunken Halloween nights with a bag of fireworks <laughs> yeah or, by, or an MD-40 yeah just like blow your hand off and he's like yeah. fuck how am I going to spend this at work but this is a huge reason that Phil's like still remembered so funny in the in the and, and take it so seriously he's like oh there goes my 70 words a minute <laughs> <laughs> he's but like this is if someone claims that an alien like got them open like a fish with a laser beam and blew some of their fingers off it's handy to be missing fingers and have a giant scar across your chest to corroborate that it is yeah. handy yeah. mean, I'm not saying what, he did it on purpose and I'm not saying he enjoyed it what but, kind of medical you know elements did he have maybe there was some kind of a heart operation or some kind well, of well apparently post this sort of light this incident or this energy hitting him there's an awful lot of issues with radiation and cancer. cancer. Yeah, like his cobalt base, sickness. I believe. Yeah, his his body is just fucked. Like he he can't uh, he can't work at a certain point. He um I can't remember what year it was that he stopped working, but um basically yeah, like he's just he's not able to do anything anymore. Um, that's why he has two social security numbers for the double dole. The double dole, double exactly. Combo. Get that money. Double get welfare. that money. Mm. But uh, obviously he's slowly kind of winding down his main source of income, uh, I assume on top of whatever. I don't know if he was getting kind of welfare supplements or I so, assume there's some sort of disability. Yeah. Or, yeah. So you know, then this is government. years later. Oh, so sure, I'm just yeah. saying like it's 1994, his employment has dried up. His well, he's, he's money actually, has dried up and now he's gone, awesome. okay, look, I'm injured, I'm ill. I have some info that people might be interested in. Let's go out in the circuit. Call yeah, Al yeah. Malik. 
And I'm sure he made a few bob from those appearances. Of I'm sure he did. Things. But like we said, so I'm just saying was, uh, that's the devil's advocate. That's the other motivation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody. Or to be someone, to be a name, to be listened yeah. to by people. To I mean, even if possibly a lot of the stories are true that he did work for the government as a as an excavator and a, a builder of deep underground military bases. He might necessarily have ever met an alien though. Or he might not have been involved in a firefight. He might have heard a story about a firefight and, and put himself in it. You, None you of it could be true. You mentioned something about the Dulce Wars mm. in 1979. So what what happened there? Well, like I said earlier, it's, uh, there's different reports. There's a report that it was in, uh, a, a grey that was giving a lecture yeah. and it went crazy because someone had a sidearm and just murdered all the, the humans. Yeah. There was talk that it was uh, uh, sort of a, an uprising by some of the security staff within the base against some of the... the unsavory kind of human testing that was going on there right. and, and took umbrage and started a war with the aliens there was talk it was uh, like as Phil said it was an accident coming together over an existing base that was underground and an attack there so yeah. I'm guessing if these lads are able to just wave their arms and then shoot out mad blue lasers out of their chests like Iron Man I'm sure the war didn't last very long if these guys were... No, supposedly it was 60 plus... Uh, 66 people. I yeah, think. killed yeah, and, and uh, I think we dropped the white flag then. The humans, that is what I say. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're obviously like a technologically advanced race. Oh, sure, yeah. So, I, so like... What I understand, we're, we're, all of these domes we're learning from them. Yeah, but it, we can. like we're, we're willing to stay in a country, not weird, but say the American government went to lose, you know, a plethora of soldiers, stay in a country like Iraq get involved in these wars yeah. where it seems to be completely unnecessary for them to fight. But if we lose 66 people in an alien war, we're like, whoa, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. Um, well, also, like, if a load of Iraqi soldiers are firing blue lasers out of their chest, I'm sure there'll be no crack. Yeah, but if Americans. Phil Schneider's able to kill two of them with two shots of a gun... He'd want to be a good shot. he wanted to be a good shot. And as well, if we have a whole army full of lads with semi-automatic weapons and Gat- we have Gatling guns and drones like, I mean I know it's, it's this is like the 70s or whatever but still like I'm sure we can probably combat that if one dude with a gun can kill two of them yeah yeah. you know what I mean so, as Phil says in his lectures they are mortal and they do die well okay. he knows because he killed two of them so Phil killed Phil kills millions and then they shut yeah. him up fucked him up real good well that's one that's one of the Got reasons like that he's he's, tr- he's believed so much in uh, still cited and quoted by people in the in the conspiracy world. Mm-hmm. The second reason he's still remembered so much is because of his death. Yeah, okay. which is a very strange. I'm guessing it's kind of like Ron Ron to do Ron Ron. What was that? Ron Rummels. Ron Rummel. Yeah, uh, even well, stranger well, still. I'm sure it was quite similar to Ron Rummel's then in suspiciousness. Uh, even stranger, after the death of Ron Rummel, Phil's good friend, he told everyone, if, if anything happens to me, it wasn't suicide. I'm not going to yeah. be committing suicide anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, Phil died of suicide. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Okay. January 17th, 1996. That's sh- when he was found. Did he shoot himself in the face and then tie his hands behind his own back? Not quite, but close. Very close to that. He was discovered by his neighbour, Al Pratt, after... Uh, he hadn't basically responded for about a week. Mm. I got a, a Clackamas County sheriff around and the uh, apartment manager. They went into Phil's apartment and found that he'd been dead for five to seven days, uh, lying face down in his armchair in his bedroom. Um, and it, it originally was, de- according to his wife, it was declared uh, death by stroke. 
and there was no according to his wife there was no coroner called out uh, against Oregon state law yeah. um, that his body was just taken away and that she first saw it at the funeral home or was told she wasn't allowed to see it at the funeral home because of a decomposition Yeah. Uh, it was then there was an autopsy called uh, the uh, mortician noticed ligature marks around his neck and there was a uh, an autopsy performed at that point and the cause of death was changed from stroke to su- suicide yeah. uh, death by uh, manual self strangulation so he had used not not only strangulation, but what they said is that he had used a catheter tube, which is essentially the tube surgery. That so surgery those kind of tube. rubber. You no, but a catheter is like the thing that collects your piss and shit. Yeah, that goes down your your chap eye. Yeah, so like he strangled himself with with that. Yeah. Of all, I, I'm just saying of all the things to strangle yourself with, 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 and as yeah. well there was you know because he didn't have a lot of dexterity in his in his uh, left hand, how. They, they, there was basically people saying would have been able to yeah suppose if you see a scar suppose he had a lot of muscle damage in his, his upper left shoulder and he wasn't able to move his left arm so well and he was missing a lot of fingers off his other hand so his right arm was fucked because of the shoulder his left hand had no fingers on it yeah how yeah. he managed to choke himself with a I don't know suppose what he did was he wrapped a catheter around his neck three times and knotted it in the front yeah and then applied enough pressure to it to suffocate himself to, to death himself. but then there's also that he had a, a gun and a lot of different kind of medications due yeah to he was apparently self-medicating like he knew yeah. what he was at because of his illnesses well he had, a, yeah. he had enough pills so to kill enough, himself a yeah. few times over yeah exactly he had enough exactly. bullets to kill himself in a few times well, over he just didn't want to go by pill or by Gun, he just wanted to go out. Yeah, this could be a case of you know, I mean, the man who kind of shoots himself but attaches the gun to helium balloons first. Yeah, and then yeah, I think yeah. it's on an episode of CSI or something. He shoots himself and then lets the gun float away with helium balloons to make people think it was a murder. Right, it could be that. I mean, for all we know, Phil, <laughs> Phil, the most ridiculous thing, yeah. awesome thing I've ever. Yeah, heard. for all we know, it's kind of life insurance was funny. Uh, for all we know, Phil like wrapped the catheter tube around his neck three times and then twisted his stumpy hand in it enough that it, it had enough tension in it yeah. to choke him to death. And he couldn't get his hand out, and he, was, he choked it. For all we know, he did do it to himself. Yeah. But if he did, then he did it incredibly cleverly and clear, incredibly well to continue this myth and this this. Yeah, well, and there, I mean, there is like his his ex wife. Um, you know, like you were saying, the coroner didn't go to check it out, which is against law, I believe. Um, she asked for certain tests to be done, but was told that the state wouldn't waste money on a suicide. Yeah, she wanted toxicology reports yeah, done on his blood, right. and. Uh, was told that wasn't happening um, and then of course she said like he was you know um, religiously and morally against suicide um, and he also said hey lads I'm not planning on committing suicide if so I commit I suicide there. yeah told everyone who could, who could listen yeah, so of all okay. the Phil's evidence like surely he kept that he kept that piece of shit that his dad had he kept all the papers and the pictures and all the bits and bobs you know his his two social security cards or whatever. Oh yeah, Phil. When he yeah. received all of those things from his father, all this proof of alien existence, I'm sure he swore that he would keep them safe till his dying day. And, and on his dying day, he did because all the graphic evidence you have everything he had disappeared. So there's no way to get that back again now. There's only just like no. the witnesses that seen him at these UFO cons again. Yeah. Because what happens with a lot of these whistleblowers supposedly is that as we spoke with like Snowden, they they have information aside and they don't release all of it because they're trying to bargain for their own lives yeah. so where's Phil Schneider's information tucked away it's gone I mean that's it like the basically he didn't have any like he, there was 13 attempts on his life and he didn't have it was probably any. like a level 2B storage facility in Dulce yeah like they, him. They, yeah. they didn't have they didn't have like you know backup copies of everything yeah, look the like photo was, the photo was, of his his life was attempted like loads of times he didn't give packs to different people around the world and yeah. said if, if anything happens to me release these to the press he didn't even give like a little box of stuff to Al Bailey and go here is the, the Roswell stuff that's purple writing on it 
like go on to like Good Morning America mm. and just mm. put this shit in your hands. Well, it's it's help. possible, but if if that is the case, then that stuff has been suppressed because basically nothing's come out since '96 mm. to you know add credence to any uh, add legitimate sort of you know evidence that's undisputable to his claims. Um, could also be a financial thing. I mean, yeah. at the time he died, he was writing a book with a ghostwriter about everything, so he mightn't wanted to, or he mightn't have set up the fail safe so releasing the information to somebody else in case anything happened to him see, because he wanted to lock up himself. The someone tried to kill me, I'd be at that shit. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. I'd yeah. be spreading that. 13 times. Like, yeah. I have a bag upstairs where if I need to leave the country, I can in moments. Yeah. Like, good luck. See you later. The boy out bag, yeah. Yeah, I'm out, like, mm. yeah. for any reason. But I mean... Mine's just a bar of soap, a bottle of Luke's Aid and a lot of dildos. <laughs> so it's my bug out bag. You can get across any... any uh, you can get anywhere any with that. <laughs> yeah, you can get it anywhere. So, like, I just can't believe that you didn't have, like, an information fail-safe or, like, a like a Snowden file mm. where it's just, like, if I die... Can't touch me. If I die, this, this shit is all out. Now. Maybe it was a bit... Because if it's 1996, I assume it's a little bit more difficult to actually... Like at least say you're Edward Snowden, it's twenty whatever, and you can just send all this stuff and it's yeah, done yeah, so quick. Yeah. Maybe you it's can totally encrypt it. You can he send it off hidden the file. Ninety-six, so you hadn't digitized everything. It was yeah, and it. if that guy is so you know physically kind of broken down, I'm sure it's a lot. You know, it's not like you can just yeah. go out and meet. Yeah. Now again, that's me playing devil's advocate for that particular point. But um, like a lot of the photographic evidence is still there. You can still find it. You can mm. see the photograph that supposedly Oscar Schneider took at one of the uh, Operation Crossroads nuclear tests of a UFO watching the test. You can see the photo from on board the USS Eldridge. Supposedly showing an alien. Okay, sorry, yeah. Well, um, I mean, we, we've gone through a lot of videos of Phil Schneider mm, in our mm. research for this. So for, We've watched for, a lot of Phil Schneider. Probably everything there is of Phil Schneider. Like kind of a Mitch Hedberg. There's not a lot out there on YouTube, but what there is, we've watched it. And it's just a, a finite amount, and uh, once you watch it, it's all over. Uh, but it seems to be the same story... There's there's two two that are my favorites. One he tells one side of it, the other he tells the other side of the story. Like one is very about the attacking and shot and all that stuff, and the other side then is about his history and his expertise and what he saw when he was in these mm. places. Mm. So I mean, we're going to put those up on the website and make sure. Oh yeah, we have a the best ones are being seen. You're not wasting your time watching yeah, a, yeah. watching a Phil Schneider. There, there's a link. Uh, this basically this true story of Phil Schneider, yeah. and it has everything it's from pretty much everything, like we were yeah. talking about the underground uh, place they made in Turkey pre Christ, and yeah. you know, so the, it's got all that on it. And it's a good way to get get into it, I suppose. And then you can hit the forums and yeah. find out all the extra stuff it there. Just seems it just seems like he picked bad bedfellow like. In Albi, like for credibility, mm. you know, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Right. It well, seems like to me, like if Phil was telling any truth at all, then Bielik was just a, a bandwagon jumper, yeah, yeah, sort of. Your your story, your father bleeds into my story. I'm going to join with you, and you'll corroborate me, and I'll corroborate you. Well, make some money doing these. Well, did, he did say that he was getting like kind of cajoled into going onto this, like yeah, they had to be dragged out onto the tour by Al, yeah. Really, but uh, yeah, that's the Albielic. Like, like, introduces him in a few of his lectures that are online, and he says that he he's been banging on a fill for years to get on the yeah. lecture tour, because and he's been reluctant. But it was only after Ron Rommel's death he yeah. did. 
You yeah. haven't got any fingers, Phil. You haven't got to use you. Yeah. But I think, uh, could it be time to get off the fence oh, on, yeah. the, is that, on is the ballad of Phil Schneider? That's, that's the story of Phil Schneider. That's pretty it? much it, yeah. It's, it's a dark, terrifying tale. Yeah, he was, again, he was only, it was only about a year and a half he was, like, properly on the lecture tour and, mm. and being a whistleblower. But should look at Jimi Hendrix was only famous for three years and look at, we still remember him. You know? And look at what he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's and he was really, equally murdered by the CIA. It's a really strange story, like isn't it? It's a very odd story, yeah. It's a really just weird. Such one. a huge, like I mean, for for all the conspiracy theories, are we getting off the fence now? Well, yeah. just to say that if you knew Phil Schneider before we did this here, I'm sure you felt the same thing we did when you stumble across him. Is that? Well, that's odd. I mean, he's telling such an unbelievable story. He does have a giant scar on his chest, and he's missing yeah, fingers though. Yeah. And then you find out about his death and how he died, and you think. It does sound like he was murdered. Yeah. And it was declared by the government as a suicide. What's going on here? It, it, it His stories all, are so outlandish. It has all the hallmarks of, yeah, okay, it could possibly be true. And then with the amount of disinformation that, like, goes out there, kind yeah. of circulates around something like this, it also has enough, like, Al Bilic is completely, in, like, incredible. Yeah. And the association between the two of them kind of mars... It really does, yeah. It, it, it admires my full belief. Like, I watched I watched Phil Snyder videos like 10 years ago and I was going, oh, shit, this is deadly. Like, yeah. this yeah. stuff. Like, I was licking me, licking me lips, like, watching... This guy movie. is telling the truth. And and watching, like, the, the Stephen M. Greer's disclosure oh, project yeah, and stuff yeah. and just going, yeah, like, this is the time. We're going to find out now. Like, here, here it is. And then, what, what, like, not happened then. Like, yeah. do you know? Yeah. So... Okay, well, let's... Before going too further on, I suppose we should... Uh, hop off the fence. Right. Yeah, we're I feel like we're going to give it away. Yeah, we're slightly sliding off the fence into it. as it is. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, let's start with you, Evan. Let's start with me. Um, okay, so there's there's some strange occurrences, certainly around the kind of murder, stroke, suicides um, that people are saying, you know, people are basically getting killed by whatever agencies uh, due to death what by suicide. Yeah, know. death by suicide. Murder by suicide, sorry. I have a suspicion, and it's this is just my own opinion about things. I think that I I don't believe anything that Phil Schneider said. I, I I don't, but I think that someone basically who decides at a certain point in their life that they're going to go on this tour, and I don't know if it's for monetary reasons or if it's for whatever reasons. Notoriety. No, or, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's possible that it was like. Informational altruism. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. UFO groupie blowjobs. Yeah, yeah. Which apparently are mad sloppy. <laughs> he just yeah, he just wanted to get those little stumps a bit wet. <laughs> yeah, well, I do think in relation to the suicide, where he said, "I'd never, I'd never commit suicide," and I want my friends to all know that. Part of me thinks that a man who's that invested in things, he's living in chronic pain every day. He's got a terminal illness. He's gonna die. And at some point, I don't give a fuck who you are or what you believe, you're going to have a question in your head about, like, should I keep this up? Because, and I, I you know, yeah. I, I believe that when people are dying of terminal illnesses, they have the right to death and 100% believe that. And I think unless you have a terminal illness and you're living in chronic pain every day, you don't really have a right to comment on that, you know? Um, I think he possibly was so into this idea that maybe to add to the legend, and he he has created not created, but he isn't. He is a he is. A, a figure, a legendary yeah. figure in this. And um, possibly he might have said to people, "If I commit suicide, and that's you know sort of game set and match like that, it shows that they were they were out to get me." 
and a self-fulfilling prophecy but maybe kill himself knowing that it would add to the mythos yeah. knowing yeah. that he he would uh knowing basically knowing he was gonna die and he was in this position of which seems like a horrible terminal yeah. real yeah. loads of pain loads of hard hardship in your life and um, again that's just my thought and i'm probably thinking of from my perspective of what i would imagine it would be to yeah, like legit though as well like, yeah. but you're saying like if, if he pulled a mars k jessup Mm. Yeah, like essentially. To, to check out in a way that suggests to people that something nefarious had happened when you're setting up a fake suicide. Yeah, I mean... That's like, assuming Mars K. Jessup did that. That's assuming he did. But I do know, like, especially... I can only imagine what it's like to be... If you're under that sort of physical, intense pain every day, That that's going to creep into your mind. Like, it, it can not creep in. If you're involved in this thing, your whole life is that you're this figurehead... And it almost adds credence to everything you've said. And I don't know, is it maybe it's a little bit delusional? I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't say with absolute certainty, but I don't believe, it doesn't seem rational to me that a man would go into the ground and would see a speed. First of all, I don't know why he has a gun when he's doing demo work. Um, well, he had the gun to protect himself against all the attempts on his life, I'm presuming. But this is before. There were no attempts on his life. No, this is when he's, no, going, this is like when he's going into the hole in Dulcie. Like, oh, why, right, right. why do you have a gun in the first... There's a green beret well, there. you're on a military. You're on a military. But yes, there's a green beret there. Yeah, there. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. there are security people there, high-level ranking security people. Yeah. So... And again, this is just me talk, like, talking off the top of my head. Picking holes, I'm picking perhaps, holes. Yeah. And you go down into this base. So was Phil. What? Okay. Picking but holes. Like, are you going to, you gonna like, you see this new... Like, if I saw a seven-foot grey alien or whatever, I'd hey, be you like, shit yourself. Like, say hello first. Yeah. Before I shoot anyone. Exactly. That, to me, seems very strange. And I... But you never know, though. Maybe the whole story was that, like, Phil was kind of warned, there are aliens. Possibly, but he does. Has he said that though? No, <laughs> like this, really, and his, yeah. uh, that thing where he that, changed like, the medication. Being confronted with that seven foot alien was his first. Yeah, that's first his first introduction face. to the fact that there were aliens. But then he has the no, before that. From what he says before that is that when he he walked to the camp the night before they started drilling and he saw how many armed soldiers there were and he thought this is weird. There's something up here. Yeah, mm. but I mean, like, surely on the on the on the flip side of of that argument, why did he have a gun? presumably like if he's making these underground bases he's working with hundreds possibly thousands of people and he'd whisper on the day on the down low like someone would be like you know they keep aliens here you should have a gun on you in case they flip out like that's, that's possible like, yeah okay but if I, these same aliens are like if you go into the fucking lecture room that they're at <laughs> and you have a gun and then they waste everybody and it's a dodge war and you have to throw in a white flag like, you're not going to be giving fucking random engineers a gun so they can go down and possibly scare the shit out of an alien. And then they just and, wipe everybody out. Like yeah, that. and then even in this, like, this alien, he kills two aliens, and he says there's an infestation of aliens down there. And Maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't, like, those aliens that he came across mm. were, like, a random I'm, uh, I'm independent just, cell of aliens yeah. that were living. Yeah. All, all I can say is, like, you look at this, and it's a claim. Like, we have, we cover, obviously, the government... Uh, false flag kind of operations mm. and it, it's not something that's so out of the realm of possibility in terms of like species we don't know about at the, from different planets but this to me th there's nothing really to back it up like if I'm getting off the fence I'm going to have to say I don't believe it um, do I believe there's underground bases yeah I'm 100% I'm sure there's underground bases is there weird shit in there that people 
you know, government guys don't want us to know about. Yeah, I'm sure that's there too. Do you think there's aliens under there? Don't Possibly there? there might be aliens. Do I think the Phil Snyder got into a fight with one, killed two of them, got green cobalt energy rays that caused them all? No, I don't. I don't Do you believe his father was in the Philadelphia experiment? No. I don't uh, believe he had two social security numbers. I don't know if do I... Do you believe he was murdered? No. I wouldn't... Why would you murder someone like that? That's the, like Eamon's mm-hmm. theory of like a dude who has like a terminal illness who's telling porcupines and getting a bit of notoriety and getting a bit of like a bit of love from the public getting a few slonkies off some like MUFO <laughs> you know groupies. That's, you fulfill your you that, add to your legend. That's, yeah. yeah. That's, if you're gonna, and you're, you're going down that road anyway. If you're going to go, well, you might you know? as well go on your own terms yeah. and, and leave, leave a legend. Like, again, again. Same as Hunter S. Thompson. Like, same, just yeah. And he's very, he was very like upfront. He was yeah. like, yeah, I'm done. I'm old. I'm fucking whatever. But I, that's, that's what I think. I think this was who Phil Snyder was. And this, obviously, if he did do it, it's worked because it's 10 well, almost yeah. 10 years down the line and we're still talking about mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, if I'm getting off the fence, and again, I don't know. This is just my suspicions and it just, I don't know, my bullshit radar goes off and I, I'd be lying if I said yeah. it. I'd love there to be seven-foot grey aliens. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I overall, don't. It's a, overall, it's... Overall, I'm going to have to say, yeah, I, I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Gordon, I'm going to put the same questions to you then, I guess. Okay, well, uh, first of all, do you believe... His injuries were sustained due to an alien firefight. I I don't know. Where did his three fingers go? Wherever he was let put them, I suppose. <laughs> 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 but like, to be honest, I, I think credibility-wise, he's not doing himself any favours aligning himself with Al Bielik. Mm. He's not really doing any favours to himself by going on about the stuff that he's going on about in such a setting. I mean, if he was to go and make like a legitimate, uh, you know, plea before Congress or something like that and go like, I want this information out or go to like a credible news source and have it released as provable news. Maybe he was he planning had, to do that though before he was checked out. Yeah, but Paul, he was doing these weird like MUFO cons for years, for like a year and a half. Mm. He was going out with like bits of the Roswell ship. Do you know, like, here's Elvis's sideburns. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you want to touch the, the like, Buddy Holly's foreskin, petrified foreskin? Like, it's some weird, like, thing to have in a bag that you hand out and not go to the Smithsonian or not go to, like, a major news outlet and go, here is a primary article. Here yeah. is first-hand, 100% irrefutable proof of alien technology. I am doing a lecture circuit... <laughs> trying to make myself legitimate and yeah. trying to make catch me to Ramada in like yeah but I'm saying like he wanted to make people believe it so why not just take the stuff that you have that's irrefutable like the evidence to, that has now since disappeared and bring it to a new source and then the new source unless they were like controlled by some weird shadowy cabal yeah unless you had like some Australian guy who owned all the news outlets yeah but <laughs> like in 95 or 96 there wasn't that much control over the over the news. Like yeah. that he couldn't find somebody who was gonna report on it, like yeah. that he was gonna find somebody who was gonna be able to take that and get it out to a wider audience rather than like sixty people in some weird hotel room that smells like the sea and domestos and they're all like sitting there with their fucking Star Trek t shirts on going like we want we want to believe Mulder, we want to believe yeah. like 
if there's evidence, that means it's news. So if he's bringing it to those people and going, here is evidence, take a picture. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Why didn't he do that? That's what I want to know. Why did he go on this weird fringe lecture circuit, right? Yeah. If this conspiracy about the Dumbs is true, it is is the overarching, all-encompassing, total, total conspiracy. To end all, all conspiracies. All. Yeah. Like, in, so, a few, in the last few podcasts that we've been doing, I say the word they and them and those and them, them, this, that, them, they're these. Doing that to us. Like, them, they do. They do that. this to us. And the they sometimes is the American government, but what we really mean is like the shadowy cabal, the the uber government, the, yeah. you know... The, the unlegislated and, faction inside. Yeah, the skull and bones, the, the guys, the, the puppet masters. Like, <laughs> that's just like a really weird conspiracy theorist's holy grail that we can we can go like, yeah, it's them, they're doing it to us. We're raging against the machine. Hmm. If this is true, they are the machine. The yeah. aliens that are in this place, or the people that are in this place. They're the very tip top of the pyramid. They're that, the apex that's, point. Yeah, that, that's the, the Madge 12. Like, that's, they're, the, they're the reason for everything, if it is yeah. true. If there's Illuminati, if there's, an, if there's a Bilderberg group, if there's a, they're a man corporation, they're all lines. going up to... Yeah. And if not taking their orders, they're definitely involved with these people in some kind of a let's share earth and we can do all what we want to do and then, you know, you can live your lives and we'll give you the power to do what you You'll want. You'll be the slave do. masters in the prison planet of the future. Yeah. who knows <laughs> what the future holds? Maybe mm-hmm. these people are breeding us for fucking food. But if we have to Maybe throw in a white flag to them, do you not think that, like, if we, like, They're as they say, yeah, why wouldn't they feel like, feel like going up on topside now? And who's going to fucking stop me? But the thing mm-hmm. is... Wh- well, I mean, the right, theory so you're behind you're going to have to get into some weird esoteric fucking plot twists. And you're, you're going to have to start making up stories why they don't do that. For example, it's a war, for that, it's a war. It's a war of the world scenario where they're yeah. breeding this for food. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like a, a, a slave thing where they're breeding us all. And then one day these ships are going to come down and take us off to some other planet to be used as slaves, as workers. Like, maybe they don't live in our realm of existence or they're not fully like formed in our dimension yeah. and the only way that we can experience ourselves is like linearly through time and then when we die they're absorbing our energy and using our energy like and they're allowing us to know this through religions like Hinduism and Buddhism where we have yeah. to like live our life and become enlightened so that our energy becomes big and then they're able to absorb that and that's what they feed on they feed oh. on our happy thoughts so they're trying to give us a lot of stuff like bad food and and movies and laziness to make us feel happy, so that they can go like, who? They're three of the most bullshitty things I ever met. <laughs> yeah. But that's where you have to go in your mind to think of the things that are necessary to make you understand that they are the bosses and why they haven't gone up top. So, mm. like, it's all just such wishy washy. Made up, intangible, unknowable. Yeah, yeah, you're you're free to believe whatever you want to believe, but if you want to believe baseless, factless, factless ideas, then you know, like you say, factless, factless. Yeah, and you like like all the stuff you've brought up. There's people out there that hundred percent go for that. Yeah, you know, but I mean, it's just like a hundred percent go for. There was a guy called Jesus, and he was the son of God, or that you know. uh Moses led the Jews out of Egypt. Yeah, like, yeah. Is is there a historical fact for that? Yeah, but it's fucking wishy washy as shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like some barely, 
you know, Yeshua ben Yosef and they found the grave of Christ and all. It's like, it doesn't really prove that, you know, the book and blah, blah, blah. blah. That's another podcast. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, I'm saying like Phil Schneider's testimony, while as a story, is very nice. The very same as Al Bielik. Great storyteller. He has the physical evidence. Mm. Missing fingers. Bit of a, you know, bit of a chesty situation. Yeah, but we could all. So you don't believe in the fingers yeah. in the morning if Absolutely. you wanted to. Yeah. If you're you know what I mean? Yeah, explosives yeah exactly. Right, but are you, so you don't believe in the he lost his fingers in a in a war. I don't think. I don't do think you believe so. in deep underground military bases? I absolutely do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There's just, definitely something going yeah. on. Do you believe there could be alien entities living I inside these bases? Definitely do. Do you believe there's alien entities living among us today? I definitely do. Uh, do you believe that Phil Schneider's father was part of the Philadelphia experiment? I don't know. No, I couldn't so. definitively say. I don't even know if the Philadelphia experiment was a real yeah. thing. If there are facts that point towards Oscar Schneider being taken out as part of, as Operation Paperclip, I couldn't see why he wouldn't be part of the Philadelphia experiment or part of like a subsidiary of MK Ultra, which evidently is going on under on, on, in these underground bases. Mm like a continuation album from 71 when it was stopped on the top mm. top soil I'd say finally the big mm. one though uh, who knows you know? do you think Phil Snyder was murdered yeah it sounds like it it looks like it's the same as like was Marilyn Monroe murdered was Jimi Hendrix murdered was John Lennon murdered like all the evidence points towards why weren't they murdered earlier yeah do you know like Marilyn Monroe had had the pillow talk secrets from the from the, both the Kennedys. John Lennon was a man of the people and had way more influence than any Englishman should have over a country of Americans. They tried to like get him deported first, and when that didn't work, they were just like, "Just fucking brainwash some cunt to shoot him," like <laughs> yeah. right. But yeah, all the signs point to that chap was talking too much about shit that he shouldn't been talking about. And we took his fingers and he's still yapping. So let's fucking put Eamon's theory of he was a sick man who had possibly delusions because of medication, who fell in with the wrong crowd and Al Bielik cajoled him into kind of making up some strange story. Like, is there any evidence of him actually working for these companies? Is there any evidence of him? It's all black ops. Like, so there's no tax returns or there's no like financial paper trail back to these companies that had him blown. Nothing that I saw, no. Nothing no, I no. Well, so, to, any testimony have, seems to come from his ex-wife and does he her have, um, she can verify. Does he stuff. have like any certificates to prove he's a geologist and engineer? Like I, I haven't. No, I haven't seen it. Check, I, I haven't seen that myself. So. I mean, it could all be a whole other fucking Barry White. Okay. Like, yeah. Do you know? He might not even be the son of Oscar Schneider. But that's it. Who, who's, <laughs> who's this? Like, Who is the son of Oscar Schneider? Is Albie like... Uh, you know, it just, it just, it looks like he, he was offed, but Eamon's theory of he's just a sick old dude who was making up some stories and having to crack at one of his mates who also was making up some mad shit. And they're like, oh my God, you make up mad shit too. Let's do it together. We can have the crack on the road. I'm old. You're old. We're both old as fuck. Like, let's go have the crack a bit. And then as soon as he was coming into like the bad times when he was taking too many painkillers, he was like, oh, fuck this. And then Al Bielik's like, you know what you should do, Phil? <laughs> and then, not saying Al Bielik was in a collusion for yeah, somebody yeah, in yeah. Asia, but like, it it has helped to propel his story into infamy. So overall? Overall, I do believe that there are 
underground military base. I do believe that there are like trillions of dollars spent on black ops and there's shit there. Like I tried to make up a couple of scenarios there. You could literally pull theories out of your arse from, from sun up till sundown. And I'd say 99% of them wouldn't even be close to the stuff that's actually happening. Mm. And the fact that the media, movies, TV, you know, books, the stuff that's allowed to be printed, the stuff that's allowed to be popular is very closely related to the stuff that's actually happening. Like the movie Outbreak and now the Ebola Outbreak. Mm. Like if you read the article that's on the website there, there's some really weird like coincidences with an Ebola outbreak at the time and then this movie being released. Do you know, the stuff that's allowed to be said or allowed to be told as a story is probably the furthest thing from what's actually happening. Like they wouldn't let you know what's happening by let, by letting these movies out. So we're all going, oh yeah, that's a really good idea for a conspiracy. I bet you that's happening just to totally obfuscate you from what's actually, actually going on. Mm-hmm. So there are underground military bases. There's more going on under heaven and earth and definitely under the oceans than any of us know. But like, I, I don't, I'd like to believe Phil Schneider, but I, I, I kind of, there is a smell of bullshit off him, terrible. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Paul? I'd be sort of the same, I guess. I, I, I remember the first time I saw him and coming out the other end of it thinking, that guy's a bit of an embellisher, I think. Yeah. He Just loves everything to story, be, Yeah, and he loves kind of giving a fact to uh, improve himself rather than him, to further the narrative of what he's saying. I remember like the first time I ever came across him and watching one of his lectures and going, get to the fucking point. <laughs> you keep talking about how you have this qualification, how you worked in this place. Get to the fucking point, homie. What are you talking about? And it's it's that for me, more than his connection with Albi, like that kind of rings the untruest to me, is he just seems to uh, be a little bit of a spoofer in the way he talks. Yeah. Now look, he's a massive scar in his chest. He has, he has some missing fingers. He has a very, very suspicious death, according to his ex-wife. Uh, I don't know. I've always been one of no smoke without fire. I don't think I don't think the CIA take care for nothing. Well, yeah. then again, they probably do take some people out for nothing, <laughs> but uh, just for practice, like. But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna leave. Uh, uh, <sighs> did the CIA take him out? Though? That's the thing. Yeah, I think so. Who was, Why who was, they who was other guys out? Whose attempt on his life? Is there police reports to prove that he reported? Yeah, this guy tried to kill the gunshot and stuff like that. Like, yeah, this car being tampered with. We're, we're as those conspiracy guys. I don't think we're. We're not really like in a position yeah. to go and roll and report this. That's and, above our pay grades. Like yeah. we're, we're we're trying to find stuff that can be found by anybody. Yeah, you know, and then putting our opinion on it and pointing you, the lovely listening audience, in the direction of that information to read it for yourself and question your own sources. But even the documents we do have that you can see, you know, on various documentaries on YouTube, uh, on the internet, that you can buy. Where did they get their info? Yeah. Yeah. Question and are these documents, people? they don't even look... Yeah, we don't always know even one hand. Yeah, if I want to make sure, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Question your sources, people. That's what it is. Always question your sources. But look... Um, so, ask, ask the questions then, Paul. This, these are the, the ones that you asked us. Is it a fact that Phil, that Phil Schneider is Oscar Schneider's son and was Oscar Schneider on, on the Philadelphia Experiment? Uh, as if you go back to our Philadelphia experiment episode, and this is the off offense there. I'm gonna tell you no. I don't believe in the Philadelphia experiment. All right. Uh, Do you think that Phil had any part in the Dulce Wars? That he stumbled onto a nest or hive of grey aliens by accident? And no, that that, the place? that story and that part of his story like being the least truest for me. 
Yeah. That seems the most fabricated almost on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it seems a little bit like some kind of computer game or possibly like a lethal weapon movie. It's a power fantasy. Yeah. That's, like you, yeah. here's a dude who's lost two fingers, scarred chest and has very bad medical condition. So it seems to me like you can cox this story where he's the guy who kills these aliens. There's First no, contact. Yeah, there's no rational thought. And he's with a Green Beret and the Green Beret saves him and brings him back up. Yeah, throws him back in the basket. The Green and Beret him seems, seems like the MacGuffin in that story that if he was down there on his own he would have been killed. But this Green Beret stood by while Phil Schneider snapped up these aliens. And then when Phil got to hit, the Green Beret is like, okay, stop shooting now. Come on, Phil, I'll help you. It seems yeah. a bit like... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and especially story. if they're going to kill him. Like, how easy would it have been? They would have had a protocol in place. The Green Beret goes down and he goes, right, we know there's a fucking horde of aliens down there. Fuck, they shot this Phil Snyder guy. Let's kill him. Say that there was an issue when we were trying to bring this... Like, that makes sense. That makes really good sense. To You're blowing up rocks and you get killed or maybe, in a mine. It makes sense. Or maybe they're not allowed to kill them. That they were supposed to be there and Phil went into the wrong place. Like that these aliens are the boss and we're working for them. That they don't want to come above ground. No, but what I so mean So we're is- building underground bases so that like they can do their like human alien yeah but what I mean is why come back in 1996 and kill Phil Snyder because of what he saw and what he's talked about because he's talking about it but you could just let him die there like oh yeah but he wasn't a whistleblower then in the moment but it doesn't matter because you could just let him die like if, if you're the government and you don't give a fuck about I know, but like you're talking so about that Green Beret's decision in that moment that he sees a man lying there with his but chest. But wouldn't they have had open. protocol if they were like, right, we know that you're drilling into a place and there's loads of grey aliens somewhere around there because we have this treaty that Phil Snyder's talking about. If you hit into this place and you happen to see him and this guy has a gun and he shoots a few of them and we know that we can't beat them, I'm saying if you're a government agency taking morality out of it, as they sometimes do... You're gonna let him die. Like you're gonna just be like collateral okay. damage. You're gonna exactly. let everyone there die. Oh, you mean you're not gonna take him to a hospital afterwards? No, you're not gonna. Like, like if he's he's lost two fingers and he's scarred up, so either the Green Beret is this like you know sweethearted hero, but you're not gonna have a Green Beret there who isn't briefed in on what's going on. Yeah, it's it it's no, smells in the sense shit. Who is that Green Beret? Where is that Green Beret now? He died. Going to the field, he died in the hole. He never came out of the hole. So he got Phil out of the hole, but he never got out of the hole. No. So he just stayed there kicking ass to the, a horde of aliens while Phil goes up. And they came down together in the same elevator. So presumably Andy. they could go back up on the same. Yeah, it, man, it smells a really bad white fucking sunshine mm. dog shit to me, to be honest with you. like. A, okay, Paul, do you believe that there are domes around the world? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty universal. Maybe they're not. I think, I think that we, yeah, we yeah. all believe that. Why, why do we believe that? Why do we think that there are? Why do you think it's... Well, it's in the sense that, like, uh, like my man's house is a basement, like... Yeah. It's easy mm. to dig a hole underground. That has, that has a, an underground part of it. Well, the fact that we have subways and they're, yeah. you know... I just don't see that it couldn't be. Yeah. But, uh... Or it'd be... It'd be... It's like when you ask me, is there life in the universe? I don't see that it couldn't be. wasn't. Yeah. It'd be silly if... Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense, yeah, if no one had thought to do that yet. If, like, under the Pentagon... They're like, hey, we should put like a basement level mm. for cars, for parking. It's even bombshell. It's amazing how they're that. Yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, do you believe that there are EBEs or extra extraterrestrial biological entities living in these domes? I do, and mainly down to the fault of Stephen Greer. I do believe there are alien entities on Earth living amongst us. Stephen Greer seems like a very credible source to me. He seems most credible. 
of of all of these of all the mad conference jumpsy talking. Yeah, there are aliens amongst his fellows. So we're going to have a, a whole episode on Stephen Greer. We will indeed, yeah. And the Disclosure Project and the Serious Disclosure as well. Mm-hmm. Do you believe, Paul, that uh, he was murdered like his friend Ron Rommel? Or was it... Uh, yes. A, a cry, not a cry for help, suicide, but a cry for fame? Uh, no, I believe he was murdered. I think... Uh, I just think there's a lot of botched hits. I understand what you're saying about like who would shoot him in the shoulder and not finish the job. I think there's a lot of botched jobs. Mm. I've I've looked into a few of the false but flag operations. This lad is able to like jump over the bonnet of cars and hide behind bend down. True, like, true, but it, like he's he's fucked up, man. These people aren't like these people at the lower levels who would go out and be doing hits and things like that and and organize false flag events and stuff like that and hijackings. So do they don't seem the most competent people in the world. I'm gonna be perfectly Phil, honest with Phil, you. Phil Schneider was like that that apprentice. Um, CIA guy or, or the apprentice alien taking apart the cows they had an apprentice CIA guy he's like okay look at this guy's not able to run yeah. very fast he hasn't got all these fingers <laughs> yeah. just fucking shoot you have twice. 14 years to kill this man get going <laughs> shoot him twice in the chest and yeah. see what happens I mean 13 attempts on his life supposedly it's hard to know it's, it's just that's almost an attempt every second month yeah like that's he's, he yeah, does it over a short period of time yeah a lot of guys talking shit that haven't had attempts. That's all I'm saying, you know. Mm. You get he he used to get these wages as often as he got an attempt on his life. Yeah, yeah. every day he was going yeah. to draw out money from the ATM. Yeah. They knew he was coming. You know, they were yeah. waiting on Maybe he's just up. going to the wrong ATM and just getting shot up all the time. Yeah, it could mm. be. Uh, so it's but he's got in the end. But I think look, it's, it's a universal no on Phil Schneider's credibility, but it's a universal yeah. yes on the existence of. of Deep underground yeah. military bases, and is it what's the the outcome on the existence of extraterrestrial life living amongst us? I definitely think so. Yeah, I'm a I yes mean, on that. I thought that since I was a small child. Like, yeah, I thought that for a long time. Um, Emma, where are you on the idea of extra uh, extraterrestrial biological entities living I amongst certainly us believe and working in conjunction? Bearing in mind your answer will be heard by friends and family. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I do believe that there are. I think there's life somewhere else. Uh, I don't know. And it's for living. It's for living. And it's a party hard, YOLO, hashtag stuff. Um, but I don't know whether that life, you know, for example, we've been finding what we think might be bacteria or water that might look like it would allow life, life to flourish yeah. or to mm-hmm. thrive. Uh, I think Europa is one of those planets. Um, but do we have aliens under the ground? Yeah, I I think whatever happened in Roswell... There's too much people making claims about seeing things and making claims about this or that. That even if the tiniest percentile is true, still means there's like there's one true one story out there. Out there. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we had um An something sometime something or... that's under there that we just decided back in maybe the forties we were we were just not going to release it and they've just kept with that. Mm. You know. So yeah, I think I think that's possible. I th- I think it's plausible um as to what sort of alien we have i because i mean if they're you think remember when the pope came out a few years ago and started saying it was like if there is alien life then god created it like i was he's just hedging his bets there i I was half sure he had been briefed on like there's a coming announcement if anyone was going to be told about the aliens it'd be the pope Mm, but that's what i thought like that they may have told him and there was another thing about there was a few reports there's three separate reports i can't really remember 
exactly what they were, but it was basically to do with like possible aliens and bacteria and meteorites yeah, and all it's this. Been, it's been going on for years, and I don't like. Everyone has that thing inside them, like yeah, I think there is. Yeah, aliens. I think so most of us. There's a little, a little click inside your brain that goes, "Yeah, we're not, we're not alone here." Yeah, it could also be a human thing of like, I hope we're not alone. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've always kind of, you know, believed that there is something else. Yeah, I would um, tend to as well. In the in the context of this podcast <laughs> and, the, and the subject matter, if there are aliens that are doing business with, you know. NATO and, and, and government officials and governments all around the world, they are the day that we talk about when we say they. Yeah. 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 Like, it's only a matter of time before they show themselves. And guys like Stephen M. Greer and the, the Disclosure Project, I, I, I hope they complete their mission. Like, I hope they, mm. you know, they get inexhaustible energy sources and they get an announcement of the. Before a false flag alien invasion. Well, yeah. I do like that idea of the aliens are just us from the future. What we evolve into and we're basically coming back in time so that we don't fuck it up. So I like. I think that's kind of an interesting idea of us working with aliens in that we're working with ourselves. We eventually evolve into the greys and we work with ourselves so that we don't make a complete hames out of everything mm. and try to get a sustainable future. And maybe that's why... Like, you're trying to get this um, uh, fusion reactors and stuff that will make clean energy. Yeah. Maybe it's why, for example, Lockheed Martin came out recently and said they will have clean energy within 20 years. They know that the shit is running out. Time is running out. do we think then that it's some sort of thing where, like, okay, well, look, we have these cartels and this um, uh, lobbying groups and mm-hmm. these corporations that they they're going to keep doing this. There's about 20 years left before the earth's really fucked. Mm. But we can, this is like, that's the last point we can turn this shit around. So we will then release all that. And is it possible that the evolution of us is those gray aliens? Well, that have, the easiest way to communicate with ourselves in the future is to be mindful of what we're doing now. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I know what I would say to myself in the future. You're not going to be able to come back and go like, okay, here's how you do this. And, you know, buy stocks and this, but if, yeah. if, if I want to be able to make the world a, a, a more inhabitable place, I don't want to use the term YOLO <laughs> as an excuse yeah. for doing whatever the fuck I want to do now. I want to use the term YOLO for I should do the things that I'm supposed to do eat some vegetables now. and like take and, care of my body. And be right, because yeah. you actually do only live once. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not like, I only live once, let's jump off a building with a bungee rope around my feet. Because you only live once, but you only fucking die once as well. Like, yeah. You know? So, I think that's it for this yeah. week, is it? I yeah, I think we've covered everything. Say. Well, uh, it's, we say there's not much more to say, but there's fucking a tremendous amount more to say. Like, it's going to be in other episodes. This yeah, is kind of just yeah. an introduction into this this is the this first topic, one that's yeah. bled into another one. Uh, I mean, obviously, Sandy Hook and 9-11 kind of had a similarity, but this one, yeah. that legitimately, it partners with the Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah. We'll yeah. talking about Bob Lazar. We'll yeah, talking Area about 51. This goes into Roswell as well. You know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in all this. And it's, it's one of the most, like, overarching... Mm. Like, we'll be touching on aliens and we'll be touching on extraterrestrials and again and again and again. And there's loads of different yeah. types of, of topics we'll be talking about, technologies and... But this was our first foray to that great overarching conspiracy yeah. of the alien agenda. And the one you hear a lot Phil about. Phil Schneider, whether we believe him or not or whether he's a true, a true source or not, 
he definitely had a massive part in opening people's minds and yeah. bringing Absolutely, the, yeah. the idea of that information even possibly remotely being true or something to do with that. Um, he got people thinking. Now, <laughs> whether he was a disinformation agent and he got people thinking about the wrong thing, <laughs> who knows, but at least we're all thinking and we're talking about it now. Yeah. So if you want to talk to us about anything or you want to message us about anything that we talk about in the show, you can get us on Twitter at TConspiracyGuys. We're on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash ThoseConspiracyGuys. You can email us, ThoseConspiracyGuys at Gmail, and uh, we're going to have all of the, the stuff we talked about in this podcast and all the rest of them and all the other podcasts. You can get us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the sources will be up on our website, ThoseConspiracyGuys.com. Yeah, do let us know what you think about Phil. It's a it's a divisive one, and it's yeah, it's he's an interesting cat. cat. Like you said, he, he's a very interesting cat. And if you know us and you meet us in the street, <laughs> uh, you know, or you want to just talk about it on Twitter, I think it's it's definitely a talking point. Mm. It's definitely like a, a kicking off point for a bigger conversation. Check out some of the links we put up. See the see the pictures of his wound. See the story yeah. of his of his death, and let us know what you think. He's he's the he's like the personification of of this topic. Yeah, but it's a huge topic like of are we being controlled by by something outside of our yeah you know our world our world so that's it for those first guys for this week yeah and thanks for tuning in pop pickers yeah <laughs> i'm uh i'm gordon i'm Eamon. i'm paul that's been it really uh another episode of those conspiracy guys join us next time when we'll be talking about another conspiracy obviously <laughs> <laughs> bye now bye very easy